Mike, turn your games down. Hi, episode 246 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who else is feeling fantastic with me tonight? This is Joe Butler, and does this horse head make me look weird? <laughs> and then I'm here. It's me, Milk, and I am. What is it? 8, 14, 12, 13 years later? I'm still covering wars, you know? <laughs> I am Kyle, and hello? Follow me! Follow me! Hello? Follow me! Uh, follow, follow me! Anyone hello? there? Follow me! Follow me! Follow me! That is unfortunately way too accurate. <sighs> Yeah, except I didn't hear that that much for some reason. It's weird. Oh, I wonder. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. Oh. When you hit him with a Z saber, they don't talk very long. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Leroy, Leroy McKenna's dead. Fuck. I hate to see it. <laughs> so we are. Mike, don't hang up on me. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying to get murdered. I know you're trying to stay alive and not get murdered by zombies, but how dare you hang up the radio? Otis That's so rude. Otis, <sighs> listen, Otis is a man of his time, you know. He just he's he's a man about manners and he doesn't realize the gravity and he doesn't, you know, Otis is OG. That's all. And Milk, since you were the only reason why this game ah! became on this show, I introduce what we're talking about today. If you haven't picked up on all of these weird mannerisms, you're in for a treat because we are talking about probably my favorite game of all time. Dead Rising 1, originally released for the Xbox 360. Came out in 2006. I'd say. Oh, yeah. I, and I am playing it right now as we speak. I'm sitting at a helipad waiting for an achievement where you stand outside for 24 hours straight. That's it. That's the whole achievement. <laughs> Frank West standing there looking at a penguin. What the fuck do you want? I'm not getting too much, son. <laughs> he's, he's watching that watch tick down. So I was hoping when we were recording, I wanted to get to a point. This run and that I'm talking about. I did Zombie Genocider, which is a very important and re- renowned achievement for getting one of the most OP weapons in the game, the Mega Buster. Pretty common weapon used by most people for all, you know, doing anything that's not just like a regular traditional BD of this game. And I was going to start Infinity Mode, which to get one of the achievements in this game, you have to play this game for 14 hours straight, actively doing stuff because your health is slowly trickling down. But I didn't get there. So now instead, it's just me on a helipad, occasionally getting a notification that a survivor's dead. So, yeah. Oh, so... I have to start with. So I have been wanting to. I'd seen this game since 06. I have been wanting to play it for years and finally finish it, but I've been terrified of this game. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I started playing. I got to level six. I did the first case and I was just like, I cannot handle the stress of this and I don't want to deal with it. So what I did is I found a 50% save or a level 50 save with the Z saber unlock and the mega buster unlock. And that was the correct way for me to play this game. And I still died a couple times. I died at least once or twice. I still got like swarmed. I still got like parts where I got low in health and I'm ha- and like this game is, was, I don't think I could have done it. Had I not, well, I could have had I really forced myself to, but <laughs> cheating just, it was, I normally don't do that because it takes away from me some of this game. But when you put, I, 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 I hate time limits. I hate breakable weapons. And you add both of those together. I was just like, you know what? Yeah. The, the, the funny story is Mike put in the, in the chat, all the things that he hates about video games. And it's, it's like someone like purposely went, I'm going to make a game that's just going to piss the fuck out of Mike Alberton. I don't like escorting people that much, unless they're like people we can escort. We're like in this where they can die easily. I don't like the fact that I can hurt them with a weapon. 
That's another thing. Like, if I'm escorting someone, that's fine. But if I'm trying to protect them and my weapon is going to kill them if it touches them, I have an issue with that. And then you can give them weapons, but they can hurt you with the weapons. You can give them health, Mike. I'm in a situation. I don't like breakable weapons. You know you can I don't, heal them? I don't like horde of enemies in a case like this where I'm getting surrounded. I don't like, I hate time limits. Like, I played Pikmin, and it was okay, because that could be like a 20-minute section where I knew if I screwed up, we just reload this 20-minute section. This is the kind of game where I could completely fuck up, not realize I fucked up, and go, hey, you just lost hours of gameplay, because there's no, and there's also no checkpoints. That's another thing I hate. So, one, one of the things that I want to talk <laughs> about, uh, because we're probably going to have to kill time at some point during this, I want to talk about how the games get progressively easier and harder, but we'll get that eventually. I got my ass kicked like three times in this game. I, it, it, you know, I understand where Mike's frustrations come from. Star Milk is built different. I don't know how, I don't know how they can do this game, but they can. I got to the clown fight and I got my ass kicked. I grabbed the two Japanese people and I was trying to save one and I died. I lost an hour of progress. Oh, shit. I think i died again i can't remember which one it was but then the last time that i actually got my ass kicked i was trying to make the game go by faster because i thought i don't know why i thought this was scheduled for tomorrow but i was playing it today it was scheduled for tomorrow yeah it I, got reversed because of things yeah it's okay i what was it i got to like where it's like 12 hours and i'm like i'm not gonna sit here and play capcom's famous monster hunter now that just came out for however long it takes for the clock to go down. So I decided to get caught by the military and I had like an, two hours left and then I got caught again. And then I still had like an hour and a half, I think. And I went to Isabella and then left. And I did not make it to the helicopter in time. So I had to redo everything, which wasn't a lot, but it was still bullshit. I have many questions, but I think I want to let Kyle take, take us to spin it there. Yes, Kyle, what is, with this game? What's your history with this game? Well, I have. Uh... I was lucky enough at the time around 2006 to uh, actually rent and borrow a 360. I didn't get my own 360 until about 2008 for my birthday, my 18th birthday. Yeah, I actually really love this game. It, it So much of it, like, there's things I just, I don't like. Like, I can actually kind of relate to Mike. There's a lot of things that he doesn't like that I also don't like. But just, I don't know, I, I loved a, a lot of the, like, weird kind of amounts of freedom in this game. Especially with mm -hmm. how you fight, like... You just kind of use everything to fight, and I really like that idea. And oh. I love to just, like, farting around in this game, even though there's a timeline, like, yeah, you need to be on time, but, like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm going to fart around for a while, and I love mm -hmm. doing that. Like, I love smashing TVs onto zombies' heads. I love uh, <laughs> pretending I'm a member of the Three Stooges and getting a giant flower pot and slamming it into a zombie's head and just going, like, yeah, 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 and just, like fucking being super silly. Yeah, I, I love Dead Rising. I, I love the first two Dead Risings. Uh, I think they're both really fun. <laughs> I love combining weapons. I love using certain weapons and how overpowered some of the weapons are God, in the first game. I want to combine like the weapons. Gu the guns. Like, the guns in this game. Like, holy shit. Like, the shotgun and the sniper are both super overpowered. And, like, using Adam's chainsaw when you fight him. Yeah, like, I, I actually really love this game. <laughs> oh, I do have two other complaints that I forgot to mention. I also don't like games where I have a limited amount of stock that I can hold items. And I also don't like games where I have lots of random weapons to use that might be good or might be stupid. I like just my I want to know a good weapon I get and I'm I'm good to go. These are just these are just mic things. Like I, if there's a game that has like just weird little things that I just I don't I don't want a lot of options. I just want you to give me a, like you know give me a couple yeah. good options and don't give me like here you can you can use a toy. <laughs> yeah, I can get that. I also love that we all played Frank West like an absolute freak that he fucking is. I'm just yeah. I'm just really glad to hear that. 
yeah. from everyone's point of view. And Milk, what is your history with this? I remember getting all the I think this may have been one of the first games I got all the achievements for when I was a kid. I have loved this game since the first time I played it and I've gone through other games in the series and nothing just hits the same. This game has the perfect sandbox in my head. If anyone needed me, if it was like, hey, what game could you talk about for hours or could draw the map from memory? It would be this game. And I could tell you almost every little detail. I watch, you know, some of the few active members in this game's community. Shout out to like Stippo. He's one of the people who's like really broken this game apart. And, you know, I've looked at mods for this game. I recently ran through the whole thing. You know, I like setting challenges for myself, like rescuing all the survivors on the first level one run through. I'm getting ready to start speed running this game. It's oh, just nice. been my game for the longest time. And I I think it's everything it wanted to be in the most 2006 way. I think it achieved with flying colors uh-huh. and it will. The only thing I could ever complain about was the saving system in the original releases game was the most bubkis shit I've ever played. Yeah, it yeah, we all played, as far as I could guess, the the Steam version, which has some minor fixes compared to the Xbox 360. Mm. Only a few, but yeah, it it's uh it's just wonderful. I love it to bits uh, and pieces, and this I could talk, I could have a podcast with ten episodes talking about this game, probably. So yeah, no, I believe that. I, <laughs> oh, and I do have to say this before I forget. We there we're gonna put a well spoiler, but I'm not that's not the word I'm looking for. God, what's the word? Disclaimer. War, disclaimer, because we are gonna touch on mental health issues because this game's going to force me to. And so we are going to end up talking about that and, and some other things that are not nice. Like I'm sure rape will come up too, because of one of the conversations that I have to have. S a yeah. And yeah, so there's just, so just be warned that there's going to be some, I mean, we're going to handle it with class, but there's going to be a few things that, that I have to mention that this game does. Be, so just be warned. There's going to be a few touchy subjects. I will warn when we get there. On my oh, personal yeah. disclaimer, with that previous statement of love and couple that, this game has aged like milk. Even yes, stuff like milk you left out in the in the fucking sun for a year and then tried yeah, to drink okay. it and vomited and killed yourself. Yeah, yeah Particularly the writing elements. That's the yeah. only thing. I will argue to the me and Bone that, like, yeah, there are probably better sandbox games with better, like, just movement mechanics. But for me personally, I have a hard time thinking of them. Still writing? Milk. Everything else? Yeah. Writing is me. Everything else? Yeah. For regular mm. people, yes. For me, the gameplay is terrible. But again, it's because, they, like Joe made the comment, they took a game, took all the things that Mike didn't like, threw it in a blender and said, here you go. And I love the story. Like, I love zombie stories. I love RE. Like, it's just love- this game was just really tough for me to play. I and. Think- I think we have a great gradient here. I think the only difference is if Joe was slightly more not a fan at the end, but I think we have. Oh no, I'm I'm a huge fan of this game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, yeah. There's the lack of gradient, Mike. Who's we needed that. We needed. Against. I needed to be surrounded by people who like this game. <laughs> I didn't want people that agree, that think like I do. In this yeah, case but Mike because... was pretty biased against because of all things he ate. Me is biased for everything I went through. Kyle, who's a pretty big fan, and then Joe, who's also a pretty big fan. It's like we almost have this whole gradient of to I think talk about this game in it's 2023. A, it's a good game. Like the idea that you can run around the mall and pick up any item you want and use it as a weapon. Some are almost useless, but almost everything has a purpose. Like you can throw soda cans at people's faces for God's sake and kill zombies that way. Like yeah. there, this game gives you lots of tools. But if you're the problem for me is that. I, if I have only so many inventory slot, slots, I don't want to carry a lot of weapons. I want to carry a lot of health items. And this game is like, no, no, bro. You got to have some books. You got to have some weapons. Health items. Ah, you don't worry about that. You only get eaten a whole bunch of times. It's fine. 
And I'm like, no, Brain does not like that. Brain must have full, like, my inventory was Z-Saber, Mega Man Buster, all health items. Because that's yeah. how I play. I yeah. kind of wish there was a way, because I don't know if it's the same with later games. I know if not. I know for sure not for 2, and then it's been up to 2. But I want to say in 3 and 4, there's a way to increase your defense. And that's really what this game also needed, was some, a way to increase your defense. I know you get more attack and you get more health. I think you're right. I don't think there's defense, per se. There, no, you the health is a little weird because it even when they hurt you, they might not take a full block off, but they are hurting yeah, you. Exactly. I think just, I, I think it breaks it. down to 0.25, if I remember correctly, in terms of you and enemies. Like the, the actual damage numbers on the internal side, I think it, it breaks down to quarters. Yeah. Yeah, there there's stuff in here that the game also doesn't explain to you very well. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm very I was I wasn't expl- like trying to I'm trying to think of how I want to say it. Like, I feel like a lot of the stuff, like the books and everything, I mean, I knew everything, but I felt like the game didn't actually like, hey, this is what you're going to want to do. I guess I wanted my hand held and I wanted to be coddled and say, okay, Mike, you need to go get some books. It's going to make this do this. Like, you're, like, I just wanted to be more taken care of where the game's like, nah, go do whatever you want. You'll figure it out. And I'm, because that's all six for you. I don't like, I like it more when games, even though I looked online and that's how I play, but I'm weird. I, I'm just, I'm a baby sometimes when it comes to games. Yeah, I think the game's delivery of information of pop-up windows is a little, it's pretty dated. I think there's better and, you know, not the most clever way to do it. I think in a contextual thing to go with this whole thing of, especially going to the story and just the world, this game was made by a Japanese studio taking a shot at writing a, a, a thing in a Midwestern town back in 2006. Yep. Yep. Japan is great. I have I have a degree in Japanese cultural oh, studies. I know. Uh, Wait, really? Yeah, that's, my that's cool, my no? bachelor's degree is based in that. Um, oh, I love Japan for all their faults, just like any other country. But definitely, <laughs> circa 2006, uh, portraying another a culture of like, especially America in the Middle West, not like New York, not like Los Angeles. Which, but I don't. It was what it city? was a big attempt. I'll is put this it Colorado. Like, yeah, it's Colorado, yeah, isn't it? Colorado. It's I, I, Colorado's I, I, not Midwest, is it? Yeah. Whatever, it you know. kind of is. And middle. That's, middle. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably the crappiest person to ask about that because, like, I You're know my. I, well, that, 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 that. But, like, I'm actually really good with geography, but I'm also a little confused at what's considered technically Midwest in America because there's, like, Spots like Ohio, I'm like, oh, that's like the East Coast. They're like, no, that's Midwest. I'm like, what? Oh, As a guy okay, who yeah, lives like, in Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota, Wisconsin, yeah, Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, yeah. Ohio, like around that, Illinois, Michigan. To me, that's all the Midwest. But yeah. Colorado to me would be more, I guess, the Southwest. Yeah. Or like, more West. I don't, I wouldn't say Midwest. I would just say more Western. But either yeah. way, like Small this game town is in a middle, in a state yeah. that's not like renowned. There are things that probably aren't. I mean, and think about it, this would have been started like 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. the jokes I, are, I, are for that type of time period. Yeah. I want to say I also live in, I live in uh, Missouri, and this is still referenced as the Midwest, even though we're directly in the middle of the goddamn <laughs> United States. So, no, I don't understand what people mean when they say the Midwest ever. So, I just go with it when they yeah. say it. See, I knew, I like, I consider you Midwest because I, <laughs> in my, in my, in my professional life, I cover certain states, and Missouri is one of the Midwest states that I cover. Same in Nebraska, North Dakota, (laughs) South Dakota, Iowa. So I was like, oh, that's Midwest, all right. That's something I can appreciate with, like, so I have to make this, like, geography podcast, but that's that's something I can say I appreciate with Canada is, like, can't really distinct anything too broadly. Like, 
like Saskatchewan, Alberta, like, yeah, that's Midwest, because they're, like, like, right in the middle of the fucking country. Like, British Columbia, that's West Coast. Uh, none of it in uh, Northwest Territories and all that stuff. Yellowknife, that's the northern part of the country. Like, uh, Nova Scotia, blah, 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 you know, northern, uh, Nova Scotia, that's East Coast. Like, it's, yeah, like... I'm actually not tell. far from that right now. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, I'm in Boston, because I'm, I'm normally from Minnesota. Oh, uh, all the time. I'm in Boston while recording not to try, not trying to, to time stamp this podcast, but I hope you guys are safe from the uh, storm going on. And uh, oh, yeah, we're fine. I'm 45 minutes away from the coast in Marlboro, and there is not. I there it's just cloudy sky. It's been fine. So okay, I was like, I was worried about it. Yes, but I'm like, yeah, also, nothing to worry about. Mike, I want to give you kudos for kind of admitting like your gaming thing of like sometimes you just like you just actually want to be. You kind of want that handling experience. It's like. Honestly, oh. I, I really appreciate anybody that will say that openly because, like, I'm oh, yeah, I, that I'm... Too, and I kind of sorry, like, I, I hate it. I hate it when like people like like quote unquote like hardcore gamers or whatever like get mm-hmm. so bitchy about that and just like Ooh, you're not a you're not a real gamer. Then it's like God, fuck off. I'm an adult for Christ's sake. I'm 33 years old. Like, excuse me if I just want to get through something. Like, as it. I, Sorry, I, I want to play a video game, but at the same time, it's just like, I want to get to it, you know? Like, get to the fucking point. Like, one thing I was like to quote Nin- uh, the great streamer Ninja, where if you, if you cheat at a game, you're just cheating yourself, which is the dumbest line <laughs> ever. But, like, no, I mean, like, for example, with this game, like, I had seen this game played in 2006. I saw my friend play a ton of it back when it first came out. I have tried to play it myself on 360 before. I've watched speedruns of it. It wasn't until I watched Milk play through this game where I'm like, I didn't know about skateboards. I didn't know. I mean, I knew about the books, but I didn't realize how many books there were. I didn't. It wasn't until I watched speedruns more where I learned where sometimes when you're escorting certain people, they literally will run against a wall to despawn things to make it work. I mean, little, I mean, that's more, you know, more fear type, but there are so many things in this game that are part of the gameplay mechanic that Milk was doing that I would have never known because the game did not. Like, I mean, I get it where the game didn't, like, there's too much stuff to tell you, but I would have liked to have a little bit more, like, information at time to kind of communicate to me, like, hey, here's some stuff. And also, there's no, the fact that there's no shortcuts, and you have to keep going to, like, I felt that when you go to an area, I had originally thought at one time, if you go to an area, you beat a boss, you might unlock a shortcut, like, you do the one shortcut you get, like, okay, there'll be more mm-hmm. of them. Nothing. There's, you, you go to Paradise Plaza, which is on the east side of the mall. No, west side of the mall and you're the east side where you're at where you start and you, that's it you never like and that bothered me because i'm like i want to be able to you know move around quicker you you have a t- i have a time limit there, okay. there's other options the way to do that i mean technically you the mall is a full circle you can technically like i want to say maybe after the second day you're able to basically walk full circles around the mall i'm not really sure when it happens yes. but yeah i want to say it's, it's early it's, yeah it's, it's late no it's like the first night actually like yeah, it's right when brad opens morning. up entrance do, plaza yeah i do believe so that's how just you case one that. and then or you can glitch it with a bike and shoot yourself over that's what the what? no who does that <laughs> but yeah no they open it up i mean they open it up quickly but it's not like running through the mall is an easy task mm-hmm. ever <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I'm glad you're here. I'm not. I'm just like holding back. I'm like. No, I mean, I know for you, milk, it was an easy task. Like I watch you just do 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 do, and you're through them all. And I and I so I'm like after I okay so after I watch milk, I'm like I'm gonna rescue some survivors. And I'm like do do do. I'm like I'm gonna do a milk did. I'm gonna go yeah, come over here, come over here. And the fuckers just died. I'm like, oh, but milk didn't kill the zombies at first. He just she didn't do that. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And and that's when I decided that my solution was sure you can come with me, but if you don't make it. 
I don't care. And if you won't move because you're like, I'm scared. I'm like, well, this, this, uh, these saver will help you be scared, help you not be scared anymore. I just murdered him. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I want to say my worst experience while doing survivors. I hope you have a similar story to Kyle. If you did, if you did save survivors, I did the, I did the one where you, you fight the, the cult leader. And oh, then, God. and then I saved all, I got all five survivors. Oh, I think oh. like three of them, two or three of them. No, two of them died. One was left behind. So I got the other two up and I was able to go back and save the one guy. He had like maybe 25% health left and I was able to oh, get him no. up. Oh, yeah. No. But I, yeah, like there, there's times where I was just like, no, I'm done with these fucking survivors. You guys can go ahead and get your ass eaten. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done for right now. That was part of my problem is that like, and also having to watch the cutscene of somebody get gutted. Cause I have, yeah. I was As like, nope. <laughs> Those are pretty, like, for me, they're rare. I don't think I've even seen all of them just because I don't really have a desire to. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate a little bit here and say, I think a bigger problem with this game is that it's not balanced. And by that, I mean, you have, iconically, the blue chainsaw, the mini chainsaw. It has a few names. That's it. If you get that, you don't really need to worry. And and then especially for range, the Mega Buster. Yeah, I call it Adam's Chainsaw. Adam's yep. Chainsaw That's is fair. super OP. Holy shit. Like, yes. and, I, and I think what sucks is if you know these things and you go into the game with this knowledge, it completely changes what that experience is like. Mm-hmm. I would love to play this game completely blind again and see how I ended up feeling because you have to... It's f- horrible. You know, yeah, well, you well, that's the thing. We're talking about back in 2006, Mike, and even then, it's not blind. There is some knowledge of like what may be good, what may be not. I remember learning about where the first accessible katana in Paradise Plaza is when you jump off the balcony of Coffee Roastmasters from G4. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> when you have this, like, weird knowledge where it's like, oh, I just know what the best stuff is and where to get it, and that's what's going to make this game go from whatever. It's like, like, I've wanted to do a run where I don't even use miniguns to see what that's like, because I think having to fight Adam, you know, and this this run I did the first time through with uh, some handguns, I think a shotgun, and I don't even know what else. You had a it was gun, complete, didn't you? Yeah, it was nightmare. Like because I had to relearn because I didn't play this game in a, I'd say a year or two. I was like, oh shit, how far away do I have to be to where Adam blows up his balloons as opposed to just jumps at me? Oh, it's this distance. Okay, and it's like you know, I think this game could it would have better if its most OP weapons were scaled back and some of the more environmental stuff were upgraded a little bit because like. I love picking up a flower pot and slamming a zombie or grabbing some horse mass and throwing them on zombie. That's a good funny time. But if I'm not doing a good funny time, there's no reason to act like touch a lot of things. There's so many places in this mall that you don't ever need to go to for any reason outside of curiosity. Any of the gem shops outside of the one I believe Leah is found in in the Alfresco Plaza, you don't need to go. But the gems are a really powerful like shotgun-esque weapon. And they're really weird. I don't know. There's just that's I think one of my complaints that kind of goes into these things we're talking about with like this game can be turned. There's like it's a slider, but the way you turn on the slider is by accessing certain things, like Mike did maximum slider with certain info. But definitely these. <laughs> open- oh, I was a dirty, dirty cheat, and like the fact that I just found a level fifty save on Steam that someone had, and I just put it in there, and I was like, but even yeah. then, there's still things that probably you could have benefited by knowing like we were talking about a little bit mike do you know about the blender mechanic in this game i knew of it because you did it okay in your first stream that i wasn't paying as much attention to because i was doing other things i had to do (laughs) i I know where the two most accessible blenders are and that if specifically if you blend usually it's dairy items it's either milk yogurt and i think there's like one other thing 
you get a, a white mixed drink called Quick Step that makes Frank walk like he's on drugs. Like, I don't even like know. Like, he shit his yeah. pants. The watch the animation yeah. is identical, but it's, yeah, it's, like, turned up to 300%, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful 2006 way of making that work. But I, like, I mean, the drinks were good. I, I saw, like, what you did, and I saw what other people did after watching speedruns. But it was just, like, again, inventory slots and time limit. Oh, I know. I would recommend, like, I know which blender specifically has four things of dairy next to it. So you could run over there, put two in and drink it on the spot and then just go. But again, it's like that's such a weird niche level of knowledge that I think, again, kind of goes back to also this game does not like it'll tell you about the drinks once you find them. But if you spend a lot of your time not really looking around, which I think, again, is a lot of what this a lot of the philosophy of this game is supposed to be and yeah, all and the it, advertising is. It's very then much it becomes that like discovering like, oh, OK, this is how this works. It's also a game that very much wants you to, like, because, like, when you die, anytime you die, it's like, hey, do you want to start a new game over with your stats Multiple you already have? And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the point of this game, and I don't like that in general because, one, <laughs> I have a podcast. I'd beat a game every week or more. And, two, even before the podcast, the type of gamer I am is, like, I don't, I want to play as many games as I possibly can and beat them because I just love gaming. I, I, and I have way too many games from collecting over the years. Like, I don't want to... To do that, especially in a game that's time where there's going to be points where I'm just going to be twiddling my thumbs, you know, I don't want to be like, I didn't like that idea. And I think that also was an issue for me, too, is like, I just and the the save points aren't there's no there's no checkpoints. And like I'm playing it's playing a 360 game and on you expect checkpoints. And this game does not have them. I'm also I'm going to put you a little on spice here. There is a save point. In, I think, every area except the food court. Yes. So it's still a safe point you have to go chase down, but it is is an option. But then again, it goes back to the time element. Yeah, you have to go. They'll go in there with you, by the way. Yeah, they're supposed to follow Frank. Frank's leading them to safety. I'm not talking about the people. Oh, the zombies? (laughs) They followed me in there before. Like, not often, but like, I date, I mean, like, just. Or they'll follow you in the hallway, and then you're going, you save, and then the hallway's just crowded, so now you have to fight your way out. I think also maybe we've done a small disservice because we're about 25 minutes in. Could I give a little explanation about what this game is? Sure. No, in please. Terms of Dead Rising uh, 2006 Xbox 360 game takes place in Colorado, which you mentioned, at a small little nothing town. Basically what could be kind of considered an in-universe mall of America. It revolves around a protagonist, <laughs> Frank West, who has a journalist who has covered wars. He flies in on a helicopter saying, I've heard a big scoop. Turns out bid bagged evil antagonist Carlito called him there uh, to go, hey, Frank, come check out. There's a scoop. Flies in on a helicopter, sees it's all boarded up, and then, oh, shit, zombies. The rest of the game essentially follows Frank helping DHS agents to part of the Homeland Security try to unsolve or resolve this mystery of why are these zombies here? Where did they come from? And in the end, it turns out that it is a sort of semi-terrorist plot being brought about by two um, individuals whose hometown was destroyed by zombies because Americans were creating a government program to re alive cows to produce meat at a cheaper rate and oh. then these terrorists have and then it was covered up wait and what so, huh yeah that's the plot i mean maybe yeah, not cheaper is. rate but cheaper rate and the rent where we just need more meat because people eat so much yeah. meat in america you, you can't yeah. grow meat from dead cows i thought it was the i thought it was the other way around where they were just making cows to become undead and they would make them eat until they got so fat they could harvest the meat from it. I mean, essentially the same thing. It's it's they're taking the cows and making them unkillable so they can just keep cutting meat off. But okay. Th- yeah, so 
you know, as opposed to having to breed cows. And again, when you go back to the philosophy of the world, there's some great themes in here about like consumerism and overindulgence <laughs> of American, you know, Americans in this lens, but in general. But yeah, and then in the end, that's Frank West figures it out. He uh, he kills Carlito. He teams up with his sister, starts to feel bad about it, and then they break out of the mall if you do get the right ending, which I think there's like six or seven of, and Frank reveals it to the world, also discovering that there are 50 little infected children who were exported to America. Not exported, but who is it, moved there as refugees, um, and there's one in each state. Hmm? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, that's the plot of this game. Again, circa two thousand six for the timeline. It's and it's a very cheesy game. And yeah, I, love, I mean it's a B yeah. movie. It's a B movie. Yeah. And the military yeah. comes in and decides to oh, kill yeah. everybody because they can't yeah. have any witnesses. Military comes sweep it up and Frank barely gets out alive and he ends with him screaming on a tank after murdering a man in hand to hand combat. I have like three things to add to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the things uh, which I always have to bring up, I think I talked about it before, but I think it's funny. There, you can very much tell when games are made after 9/11. This, yeah, uh, oh yeah. This co-along co with a uh, Resident Evil 4, where you have the infamous line with Sadler, where he's like, "This isn't one of your American movies." Uh, you know, oh. you have you have Frank West talking about how he's been to Afghanistan to do war photos. Uh, which can you is, tell this is like post, not post, excuse me. Can you tell this is like right in the middle of like Afghanistan and Iraq and like super size me like yeah. this is 2000s America. This yeah. is George this is George Bush as shit. Uh, <laughs> you um, can tell. Yeah, there uh, there's good. Oh, I was just going to say I was a younger person in this time and this game does not Well, I understand I see what you guys are saying. When I look at it, I don't see that. I just see Dead Rising and it's like a little thing that can't be touched. Outside uh, yeah, yeah. of the elements that are unexcusable at this point of well, my like, life. Like the whole terrorist being the bad guys. And like, even though to be, I mean, yes, Carly, what Carlito doing is terrible, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they murdered his town, covered it up. And yeah. the people who did it are, is a scientist who's still very much employed. Like, yeah. I think what I like also, about. No, it's oh, sorry, okay. Sorry, sorry. I just want to say this really quickly. It's a quick side comment. Also like, no, it's okay, guys. The militaries are the good guys, you know? The, the, the corporation <laughs> that uh, firebombs foreign countries and drone strikes and the uh, yeah. military. Yeah! Woo! America! Yeah. <laughs> I think what I like about sort of the subject of it is a lot of the other characters talk about Carlito being a terrorist, but Carlito and Isabella never talk about themselves like that. They don't even think they describe it in that context. And it's a nuanced thing in regards to it's like they don't really feel like they're terrorists. They're just trying to spread this thing of like, hey, this is what happened to us and it sucked. And it's not like, oh, we wanted to bring negative. It's not like, oh, we're doing this thing to bring terror to you. It's, hey, we don't know how else to get this message out here. And we were involved with the scientific element of it as Isabella's whole thing. And so they figured out how to, you know, get this story out essentially in a way that would work. Because um, because otherwise America was just going to keep covering things like this up. I mean, like, oh, oh. the ending of this game is America just covers it up. Yeah. Mm, in two, I know not more two. Clear. I yeah. I I well, have I watched the speedrun of two, and I know part of the story with two. But in the end of this game, the the text reads something about Frank said his thing, and people kind of you know it was an isolated incident, and it didn't like America didn't take like yeah we did it's our fault. yeah. Of the government didn't take blame. They took partial acknowledgement for the Santa Cabeza incident, which is the town in which uh, Carlito and his are from. They don't talk yes. about this as much. And then, but the problem is, and it comes down to two, is very quickly, it, it's a story that can't be contained. And that's what happens. It's basically, you know, some of those outbreaks start happening. And at that point, 
everyone's like, oh, Frank West is a godsend. Frank West wrote this ahead of the time. Frank West is trying to save us. And so, like, Frank West's story does become reputable. Frank West just quickly, within the following years, it all goes to his head is the story. And so, blah, 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 okay. blah. But yeah, it's not clear. Then the end of this game is very weird with that. I feel like I want to, I can't remember because I've gotten as far as like looking at different like developmental builds, which Stippo has on his YouTube channel talking about. He has like different iterations of this game at different conventions and stuff. And they talk about a lot about the development history and stuff. And I feel like to my memory, I don't, I, this ending feels Russian weird. It, it I don't know. There's something about it. It was feels like, very okay. much like they didn't know if we're going to get a sequel because I think it's what yes. four, 2010 is when we get Dead Rising 2, four yeah, years it, later. It, it took a while. It took a little it while. It took a while. That's not, yeah. that's not like we're greenlit. This is, uh, you make your game. If it sells, we'll, we'll let you. But if it, we're not, we don't trust it enough. Not only um, did it take a while, but the development team changed completely for the sequel. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the first Dead Rising 1 was a te- uh, Capcom team in Japan, and Dead Rising 2 was uh, done in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a different team. Different country, too. Different continent. Yep, yep. And as, okay. as, of, as of right now, that, that team also no longer exists, which is... That's, that's yeah. video games for you, like... Because AAA uh, video game business sucks. I hate it. Yes. Well, there, there was a rumor... I don't know if it's still true. I, I I talked to Milk about it on their stream. We there was a rumor we were getting a RE engine soft reboot where it was still Frank West, but it was a actual size mall. I don't know if it was canceled or not. I do remember saying that they were gonna make a Dead Rising five, and that might be what I'm thinking of, and it got canceled mm. because because Dead Rising four is also supposed to be a quote unquote soft reboot, and I'll get into that later. Yeah, but, uh, we could take a minute and just talk about Frank West because I love Dead Rising one. Frank West, he's one of my favorite yes, characters ever. He is the perfect blend of like Joe Schmo everyman to oh, I'm also kind of hot shit, and his yeah. one liners are perfect level of like oh, I'm cool, and you God, you're so fucking cheesy, but he doesn't acknowledge it. A lot of the best parts of Frank West in every game after this are turned up too far and it ruins the character. And I'm saying that immediately. I'm so glad. Oh, it hurts. Cause like, it's just, I remember growing up and I had a few friends who were like, oh no, he's great in other games. I'm like, no, he sucks. Dead Rising <laughs> 4 actually is a refreshing Frank West where it's like, to me, it's like, this isn't Dead Rising 1 Frank West, but this is like, it's like if they did, made a play about Frank West. I'm like, okay, it's, it's basically him, but it's not. And that's fine. But yeah, he is like, a lot of the characters we described mentioned as a B-plot. This story, outside of the things we'll get into at some point, but like, it's just really f- dumb fun. And you, you basically have Brad is probably one of the other main and like protagonists who's like the Department of Homeland Security badass who goes in, guns blazing, I'm gonna get this guy. And he's just kinda like stereotypical, like, oh man of the of the job and he's gonna kick ass and take names. And Frank is just like, What the fuck? I'm just trying to get a scoop. And then uh, but he's also confident and when they're like, How are we gonna get out? He's like, I got a helicopter coming three days from now. And they're like, All right, we got a plan. And Frank's just like, I love Frank. I love him so much. Oh I- fuck. I want to add on to that. Everyone, this game is fucking hot. Frank is hot. Brad, hot. Jessica, hot. Both Carlito and fucking Isabella, Isabella hot. Oh, All the main Isabella cast. Is, Isabella is a... I'm going to have to turn in my feminist card, but uh, Isabella is a total babe. Wow. <laughs> it's completely fine. One, she's not real. So, uh, And two, <laughs> let's make I'd like to counter out with that, Kyle. I'd like to think that Jess, Jesse is my waifu in this game. <laughs> I wish he didn't die at the end and it fucking breaks my fucking heart, but... Oh, no. 
Oh, no, it's, well, it's, a, it's a it's a zombie movie. It's it's what you expect. Yeah, yeah, of course. This is also this is also loosely based off my favorite okay. zombie movie of all time, which is why I also love this game. Uh, oh, I love man. that movie. I love freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, I love Dawn of the Dead. And before you ask which version, the answer is yes. Yeah. I, love I bo- know which one. I love nice. both. I no, do, I love both versions. Okay. I do agree with you. I do love Dawn of the Dead, although I'm not saying this to be contrarian because I'm not that type of person. I mean, I consider myself like a bit of a hipster, but not really contrarian. But uh, my favorite George Romero zombie movie is Day of the Dead. I just, I love the brutality of that movie. Like, is I, that I the just, one where underground? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good one too. In the underground, like, bunker, the underground mine bunker thing. I love that one just because, like, I like I feel like that's humanity at its absolute, like, shittiest, like, lowest, like, like everybody at their, like, everybody at. You're not every, wrong. Everybody at each other's like throats constant. Like oh, I just, no. and I and I think George Romero like nailed that perfectly. And also, not I'm not okay. I apologize. I'm probably you're gonna offend some viewers or listeners. Excuse me, but uh. I also appreciate that, like, George Romero's views on the military in Day of the Dead is just like, no, these people are kind of psychopaths. And it's like, I, I, I can't help but kind of actually respect that because, like, to, to really, to really have, to, sh- to, to frame that point of view and, like, like, no, these are very violent, messed up people, like... Wow, that's actually kind of ballsy. Like, War is terrible. I mean, again, 1970, yeah. so it would have been after Vietnam. Where, oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, no. Again, I mean, if it's like with this, where we are very, in 2006, we are, as Americans, we are very pro-military. Yeah, and it's just like... like and you can just feel it in the gaming. That's why I keep yeah, bringing it up in every can, episode. You can, all the episodes. And you can feel it, like, in, the, in a lot of stuff nowadays, especially, like, the movie, like, the film industry, uh, the past like 20 years of film industry like yeah to have like a, a, not so much an anti-military view but just like a very like no these people are messed up and they're very violent people and they need fucking help like that's uh that's kind of brave like i, I i'm sorry i can't help but commend that like i think that's a very brave viewpoint to have in your <laughs> film no, sorry you're i, fine I with didn't that. need to, to diverge the subject matter i still love that rising but yeah just uh anyway I mean, you you can say that, but the the military in this game are also psychopaths. So I think that yeah, we're pre- yeah. we're we're pretty much at the point where we all agree that like if the military takes over, we're we're kind of fucked. I mean, yeah, last yeah. last of us, uh, oh, the, yeah. the two the two guns movie, me and Mike watch. <laughs> it's not published yet, by the way, because uh, so, we're in October, so it, that never happened. <laughs> Spoilers, anyways. But no, I mean, it also just fits like it just I mean, it's just something to always think about, like when a game or something is made, what is the climate to why they do some of the things they do? And I, and, I, and, I, and that's just why we always have to bring that up, because it fits so much um, with what we're doing. Uh, one thing that I do want to talk about that we haven't gotten there yet is with the psychopaths. That is not um, Frank so, West milk. I don't know what the fuck picture you posted. That is not goddamn. Frank I wanted West. to post. Yeah, I posted two images of Frank West that are very this game. had some very interesting iterations with Frank specifically, but a lot of the yeah, concept art for this game is just peak kind of amazing. Weird, like, he Capcom. Like, that's like a weird mishmash of like Luke Perry and like, <laughs> like a few other people and to, like a bastardized version of frank west that's not frank west i that's concept there you they had some of these like faces more in the earlier builds it's wild but yeah they i was trying to find i i'll post it later i was trying to post more art of isabella specifically but like if you want to talk about 2006 look up concept art for isabella and it's like that one i at least posted of her very seductively holding oh, a yeah. 50 caliber sniper it's oh. like 
that's, that's not one. I mean, it could have been earlier concept art with developed on a different persona, but it's like that's not who she is in this game, and it's has no relevancy. One, one, she never uses that gun, but two, I, I was looking up some stuff. Apparently, Isabella was also supposed to be an antagonist. Like you're the the fight with Carlito, half of them were supposed to be against Isabella, and I guess they just cut that and made him the main villain. I'm glad because okay. she's a much more likable character, yeah, I think, I like and sympathetic in this, and yeah. it's nice. Like I don't, I don't know if she's a great feminine feminine character made by 2006 standards. I haven't really analyzed her that much, yeah. even though it's probably very worthwhile. But I at least like her in this, and I think she could have yeah, been course. she could have been done a lot dirtier. Yeah, of she's, course, she's, yeah, yeah. It, she's a scientist, though. I mean, that's always that too. Yeah, yeah. She saves Frank's wet ass multiple times. Yep. And she's that's never like you, you. Yeah, you carry her once when she's wounded. But that's like that. She's like, it's just like, oh, I'll walk you around, Frank. She's the best survivor in this game. Hands yeah. down. She's like, yeah, I got this. Handgun just clears them all out next to Brad. And you only get to hang out with them for 10 seconds. Also, oh, there's a zombie in front of me. Let me actually do something about it and like shoot them or hit them instead of just standing there like a fucking idiot. Also talking about <laughs> OP items. Once you kill, uh, we were talking about the cult leader earlier. And I think we should definitely talk about Psychopaths. But he drops a book there. called Cult Tactics or something that makes survivors better. And I have mixed feelings about it. But it is an element that makes them... More aggressive in a way that's honestly helpful, especially if you give them guns. They will probably still shoot each other, though, and that doesn't really help. A psychopath. Well, first, since he brought the cult leader, the cult leader, I think, is such a cool thing that fits in this. One, because cults are a very real thing, and it just takes someone that's very charismatic and is a good talker and a good liar. It doesn't mean mean, you don't have to be successful. You could be a completely just freaking idiot real estate guy. It doesn't matter. You can be be a cult leader. Easy. Um, But... (laughs) And the thing is, like, in this game, like, they never tell you anything about the cult. They, you never actually get a whole lot of information about this random cult that is just taken over. That's just here. Like, and they're all wearing raincoats and have green masks, and somehow the zombies don't bother them. They yeah. are referred uh, to as the raincoat cult. Oh, they are? That's not mean. Yeah. I didn't know they were fit, like, a name. But, yeah, I think, oh. I want to talk about stupid stuff. Why? You see, there's 50 savable people, roughly, in this mall. Where the mm. fuck are these other 300 people I murder in raincoats? Where are they this whole time? They just pop up. They just pop up over here, and then they pop out. It's like, all right. Uh, well, they pop up day two. They yeah, don't show they up on the second day. First. They're, yeah, they come in later, and then eventually you get a call being like, oh, Otis, who's the one of the other protagonists in his own right, uh, being like, hey, Frank, the cult's there, the movie theater. You go, all right, I got this. Then you go take care of him. Then they disappear. Yeah. Also, I want to share a bit of my own little war story of Dead Rising trying to get through stuff. Uh, on, uh, one of my first playthroughs way, way back, 20... Was 2006? Or was actually this a little later when I got it on PS4, uh, the re-release for it. I believe this was a PS4 playthrough. Anyways, I was uh, doing pretty well, and I had to go do the... Uh, I was gonna go fight the cult members and uh, try to save the people there and uh, do that stuff. And I actually managed to save a few people, but, like, two other women. And I'm like, okay, I think I, I can save everybody. And, like, I'm killing the cult members. But, of course, I guess I just wasn't quick enough on the draw of, like, hitting people. And I'm, I am was so angry when this happened. Fucking one of the asshole cult members, like, accident, like, not accident, mm. gassed me when I was, like, just about to hit them. Oh. And I'm like, you motherfucker! Mm. And just, <laughs> fucking, and the hostage, the hostages fucking left or something. And I just, I was well, so murdered. angry. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they just disappear because so, you are Yeah, they just out. vanish and die. And that like, sucks. Yeah, that would yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think in terms of psychopaths, the cultist is one of the safest written ones because yes. they do so little to give you any backstory outside of, yeah, he's a cult leader and there's people. And yeah. who are the people you're killing? Unnamed faces. They're humans, but that's yeah. all you need to know. 
And it's like, wow, you really can't fuck that up, huh? Unlike every other psychopath. And it's, it is. Mike Mitch is the most, like, perfect, perfect in-universe fitting. Like, yeah, you got a cult leader who's like, oh, it's the end of days. Whatever. Oh, also, in terms of story, I always forget, and I think it's a beautiful thing that because Frank West is cut off for three days, that once they find out, like, oh, yeah, there are 50 other humans infected. He's like, oh, so the whole fucking country could be ruined right now. And it's like, hmm, that's a fun little, I don't know, it could be. Um, but, yeah. yeah you're I, right. The cultists are the only ones that they're not problematic in yeah. 2023. I, yeah, I think there are other ones that could barely get away, like Adam the Clown. Adam has done fine, but again, it's because you get so little info outside of, oh, he was a clown before this. Oh, now he's a, he's a clown who's lost it. And it highlights that there were dead children using the classic uh, movie slash game trope of, like, bloody dolls. And you're like, okay, fair. Dude has lost it at child death. Fine. But works. But it's never, there's, it's when there's no other element of their human personality I think the next step, like, down of, like, that's, you're touching too many things, is Cliff, who is the psychopath who's suffering from PTSD, and he basically thinks he's in Vietnam, and he's stringing up zombies, and he's he's talking about, yeah, he's talking about you and, like, the other people, like, you know, you're all from Viet Cong, and then you kill him, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm cool now, yeah, sorry, I lost it because my granddaughter died in her scream, I just, it all went white. Jesus, yeah. His granddaughter got eaten, and he watched her get eaten. Yeah, oh, and it's, it's a very much element of like, okay, this trauma has been introduced to a person who already has trauma, and it it just, it, he lost it. I think if you paint it in the light of, oh, they lost it, it's fine. It, it at least helped. It helps so much being like, they are not, this is not who they were before this event. This event has pushed them past a, a, a regular human point. Anyone else after this, it gets way harder. Carlito's a totally great character in the context of, I think, this. And, you know, I think there's some stereotypes that play for 2006, not surprised about outside of that. Oh, God. His yeah. plight yeah, and his agenda, it's very human. It's like, cool, I see you, Carlito, you're great. I don't really, you guys can pick who to bring up next because I hate them all and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I choose to pick some goofy stuff real quick. Uh. <laughs> one, one of them that I like to uh, quote off, which is also great, is you have Carlito. Any of you guys notice that he uh, he has wafts, wasps on his chest? No, I did not notice that. As on his shirt? Yeah, they're they're colorful wasps on his shirt. Oh, I never noticed that. I've noticed the embroidery. I've never looked at it too much, yeah, but that's I, hilarious. I noticed when he got dragged off by the racist Asian man who eats people. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Who also? I don't know. I get vibes of coded as mentally Asian ill. Being racist. Get out of here. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, never no happened. Uh, you have a incel that uses uh fi- Molotov cocktails. Who you can save, by the way. He if you if you yeah. if you uh get rid of his fire crotch, he realizes the error of his ways. And you can drag him along. Yeah. And he, Paul. He, I didn't even know he was in this game, actually. And I watched speedruns. I watched my friend play the majority of this game. I was did not know he was in it until I watched a YouTube video of All Psychos. Paul is probably, like, pretty close on the next ladder down of, like, it's n- there's not enough there for this to get bad yet. But it's, like, he has a line of, like, they laughed at me. They made fun of me, implying before this. And so now I'm going to murder them. But then even after you save him and you talk to him, he's like, hey, man, I totally lost it. I was in the wrong. I'm not normally that guy. Doesn't excuse it at all, but at least it's like, okay, you've seen the airways. You, there was context before this that's given. That is, you know, a real-life scenario. People get bullied and ridiculed. Again, doesn't justify his actions, but yeah. like, okay. But it, there's at least enough in a whole picture where it's like, great. This all kind of works in a in a narrative. Mm. You know what doesn't ever work in a narrative? S.A. from a police-identifying oh. individual. Probably <laughs> is supposed to be a mall cop, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 
So one of the worst elements of this writing, I'll introduce it. I'll let you guys go to town because it makes me sick in many ways. My favorite game is there is a psychopath mission, which the way you get these also is Otis gives you a call and he gives you a description of what's going on. Rarely it's very not, it's ambiguous if it's going to be a psychopath is what they refer to in game. If they are, you know, it's a psychopath mission. So you get there and you just find out. A lot of times a cutscene plays that informs you a little bit of like, oh, what's going on? In this case, you walk into a room with several women who are to some level trapped and handcuffed, I think most of them are, to different different like elements of a store. And there is a them presenting cop question mark mall cop who is basically yeah. guarding them and frank west says like hey officer which i believe refers to what's going on what these ladies do and i think more or less the cop who I believe his name is joke is the general response of oh they're being sexually promiscuous i.e i think she may be sort of whore or slut oh right oh right this boss they do. Actually, she does. I, would, yeah. I didn't know you were going to talk about this i was actually hoping i had talked about this i don't want to talk about it but like I was thinking, it up, thinking uh, yeah, wow, yeah, fuck this entire boss fight. Jesus Christ, this is misogynistic as hell. Like, uh, <laughs> it's misogynistic. It's, it's gross. It's it brings up essay in a context Body. that yeah. doesn't need to exist. Like, there's no yeah. necessary justification. All you do is anyway. take out one line that doesn't need to be here, yeah. and it's and an there animation. For- Cause yeah. yeah, she runs. So at one point during this, you know, basically the cop the says, yeah. "Oh yeah, they're all." being whorish which is like okay yeah. gross first off but then she's like so i'm essentially says a line it's like oh so i'm punishing them at this point the cop joe proceeds to walk around and also very body shaming the first yeah. character is probably oh, yeah. Yeah. and not yeah, the last God forbid there's a woman with like uh you know a, a bit of a heavier appearance oh yeah. of course she must be evil and hideous and she must hate everything like jesus fucking christ japan what the yeah. fuck Yep, not not shocked. And yeah. six. So then she is like, starts running up a night six and says like, "Oh, I'm punishing them." And to one of the women's at that point says, "Please help me." And she's like, "Shut up!" And she starts like walking around her, getting very sort of leering looks while the the boss music starts kicking up heightening the intensity and running a nightstick around this character implying and then it and also it zooms in at several points also there's a whole camera system that we need to talk about at some point that has its own set of problems we'll get there we will right after this okay frank west is at that point like hey can't we work something out and eventually frank or she starts yelling frank west to like fuck off so then once you leave that cutscene, she's one of the few psychopaths who's not immediately hostile. She will not attack you, I think, unless you stick around too long or attack her. And then she starts just damaging these random survivors. Then you kill her. Well, you win the fight. Whoopee. So then she basically is on the floor. Frank West is like back turned to her. And then she basically, while some of the other psychopaths have a redemption moment and their death, her she continues to pick on, calls Frank some sort of other, quote, sec, you know, femme to mass sexist names about why he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I forget what she says. She's like, you're just a stupid pig or like all yeah, that. Like that. Yeah, it's all yeah. like, and, I mean, it, it's taking There's nothing. A, it doesn't need to be here in yeah, any reason. And it's stereotype. Yeah, it doesn't just like, itself. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't earned the right and, to be like, I'm going to talk about this now. And you're like, no, what the fuck? Spoiler. And I Dead Rising 2 has something similar but very different in its own gross way. So, so look forward to that. So I'm, I'm going to go that a step further because this is, this is the essence of, uh, as I refer to it as a JoJo moment to where I could spoil JoJo and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So Dead Rising 2, I don't remember a lot of them. I do remember some of them being problematic. I remember specifically in 3, in 3 there is uh, really bad ones. One of them is a guy who basic because in in later games you get combinable weapons. You have a guy who is sexually assaulting men, and his weapon yeah. is a bit is a big penis cannon, and oh. one 
and one wow. ball one ball shoots fire and the other ball shoots ice. Jesus Christ. Dead Rising <laughs> after my glass and I don't I mean that is so just stupid like comedy stupid. No 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 that and that that's not my favorite one. Hold on. I, I want to get to oh. the it's it, it, it's super out of it. There is a scene where you there is a on TV there is a guy from the government talking and behind him is his second in command who is a woman wearing a little police hat her boobs are out with a little tiny tie and she's wearing short short or <laughs> short skirt that goes like above her knee and like her midriff is showing and it's like are you telling me that woman is part of the fucking military <laughs> jesus yeah. christ dead rising it's uh, not funny oh but to, to go back to the thing with joe i have a co- when i was in 2006 when i first saw this I was a much dumber person. I remember like, oh, that's funny. And then like playing it now and being like, oh God, this is not, this is just um, unnecessary. Like, no, I wasn't, so, I wasn't a good, I was 18 year old. I didn't know. So either. when I, I first played out. Dead Rising and I got to this boss against Joe. So here's a fun fact. Uh, I, I, maybe I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I'm a transgender man. And at that period of time, when I was playing Dead Rising in 2006, and I got to the boss fight against Joe, Aww. I was a heavier set woman, and yeah, yeah, that was nice. Just... One of the few uh, heavier set women characters I find in a video game. Yeah, and she's misogynistic as hell, and she slut shames a whole bunch of other women. She like she she fucking she goes to one of the other women prisoners and, like, rubs the nightstick against her. Like, wow, thanks, yeah, Japan. It's just thanks, so... thanks, Capcom. Jesus Christ. Again, like... 06. It's 06. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no, a I time know. Like, where... It's 06, but it's also just, like... Sorry, I just I have to say this. Like, no, Capcom, <laughs> Capcom, I gave you my childhood, and this is what you fucking do to me? Like, what the fuck? Wow. I'm scrolling through. I, as I said, I have this game open currently. <laughs> I, was, I was looking through... There are, I'd say, in terms of femme heavier set characters, maybe three or four. Three of them, or sorry, there's five. Three of them are antagonistic or depicted as, like, a negative in some way. There are two yeah. who have, like, no status. They're just like, oh, they're random survivors. Like, some of the survivors in this game have certain personalities more than others. Some, I think, I think there are, I don't know the specifics, but I wouldn't be shocked if Under the Hood, some more, like, <laughs> sliders. Oh, that's a, I had to look over. That's a hard oh. image to intake. Yeah, that's we'll get to later Dead Risings. They just turn it up in the worst uh, and best ways, but mostly worse. Yeah. yeah, and also there's heavy BDSM themes in a way that are very like negatively painted. And I uh, anyway for you, baby. Oh that no, that's Dead Rising three. So that's oh, yeah. that's not all six then, baby. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> um but I was, uh, I was scrolling through and I looked, I hit on Joe's because there's a notebook in game, so you can look at everybody, and there's usually brief descriptions. They're like, uh, let me see, what is fucking Brad who's or Otis? Aged mall employee. Great. Jesse, DSH, DHS agent. Cool. Super generic. Joe, the cop in question, police officer. So apparently she is not a mall cop, a real police officer with a penchant for harassing and assaulting young women. Period. I am unclear if this is referring to, a lot of these are referring to before the outbreak. So Japan, not Japan, Capcom, what the fuck? I, mm, I hate this. This, yes. is, this this is the biggest stain, period. And then there are many stains akin and go along with this. Like, <laughs> I have nothing. To, there's no defending anything. I'm like, yeah, this is gross. And it it's it was horrible back then, and it's even worse now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the reason why we like we had to discuss it so much is for a couple reasons. Like that, I felt that are important. Is like one, 
it captures the theme of this game in a sense of like how they view mental because all the psychopaths are essentially post people that are suffering mental illness and they're in a traumatic situation so they react differently yeah I mean, and again, I, I feel like we had something like this happen. You, you even would have people that would be like, like, I can they, kill. You know, it's the same thing. But that's true for some of them. And then other ones, it's ambiguous. Okay. I'm going to bring up Kent, who is initially not a psychopath. Kent is perceived as another photographer. He's 24, cocky young photographer, who's all like, hey, I'm better than you, Frank. I'm new and hip, and I'm just a dude who's here for the shot. And then eventually, take three rolls around, and he is going to t- turn somebody into a zombie for the photo. And Frank West stops him, and then he becomes a psychopath because he ruins a shot. There's nothing like Adam as a man who has lost it in a horribly stressful situation is totally like a more sympathetic character than Ken. It's like, oh, this dude's a cock. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Ken, Ken day yes. one, when you walk up to him, goes, <laughs> he's a cock. Oh, you go, that's God. my do one. That was good. I know. That I'm was good. I focused real hard. It came out great. But yeah, and it's, uh, it's worse than their characters that they seem to have there's other um there's characters in the particularly you mentioned joe that are in the plot uh joe is a bonus case you could totally miss her larry chiang a butcher obsessed with his work is all it says is a horrible stereotype and yeah he does uh-huh. he is he comes to the end he abducts carlito when you're trying to get information from carlito so you have to go save him you walk in and it's a person who feels coded at least not mentally healthy 100 percent. it's not it's very ambiguous it's not clear they don't obviously just say it why would they it's two out of six and probably would be a weird thing if they did regardless larry chiang is just like a weird character in a way the back of his neck he has a ta- he has a tattoo i looked up it's niku it's jabby's word for meat that's oh. it this man is boiled down to a obese meat butcher who's not really well and it's unclear why but we okay. didn't have to do that adam and larry oh. are Diachronic of like Adam is unclear what was going on 100% before. We know a little bit of backstory, yeah. but he's like, dude, who's like lost it. Even when mm-hmm. Adam is dying and his animation of being chainsawed, he's laughing. It's clear Adam has lost it. Larry, yeah. we have no idea how much this man has lost it. Was he like this before? Was he not? What has changed? We're never going to find out, but it's gross also, regardless. How the fuck did he survive down there? My God. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently he, I mean, uh, Isabella does confirm. So Frank West is bitten by the end of this game. And then the whole part, one of the parts of this game is getting a, you know, a medicine that will prevent him from turning. And then uh, during that whole process, Isabella does mention, like, it's different. The activation time is different for everybody. So Larry could have been bit day one. It's like, eh, he just, you know, delays. Who's, who's Larry? Uh, he's the butcher. The butcher in the end. Oh, and okay. It says he's obsessed with work. I don't think he was a cannibal before this. I think a man just was like, well, I need to get fresh meat. It's only humans. Well, I got a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> It want to put him down in a good light, and that's the best I can give it. But yeah, uh, Steven, Steven Chapman is a grocery store who has some of my favorite lines in this game, but it's he's a very weird dude who basically is killing everybody for coming to the grocery store because he was the manager of that uh, grocery store. And he's very much I, not – Frank West tries to negotiate with him, and he doesn't hear reason. He basically is just like, everyone's ruining my store. He's all about my store. They're so. trying to steal my stuff just like this whore right here. Yeah, shakes, oh, he does, shakes yeah. head aggressively. Very Why is she in the, the shopping cart? Because he's, I don't know. He, he, there's another survivor who goes in before, and there's dialogue about it. I don't remember his name, but Gort. No, not Gort. Whatever. He says he was trying to go in to get food, and he also attacked him just because he was trying to, like, Oh, yeah. Stuff. And the uh, guy's injured or something. David Bailey with an injured leg. Yeah, but, yeah, there's just so many times where, like, a character will be like, this whore, and again, it's 2006, 
where it's still, I think that at least painted a person like, oh, this isn't a great person because they're using this word, but it's a so, it was so much more of a common word that it, even looking back, it's like, I don't know, that's a vague best interpretation. It sucks. It sucks and I hate it and I'm, I can't, I just gotta stop because, oh, fuck. But no, yeah. I mean, and that's just theme of ugh, this game in a sense. I just, I didn't like some of the way it portrayed mental illness. I didn't like the Joel thing as we discussed enough about it. I just didn't like, I, it just bothered me. Like, I mean, you have some that are flying the guy in the gun store that just doesn't want you to get guns. He's like, get out of he's here. He's trigger like, happy and scared. It very yeah. much paints it as like the whole time he's scared. Yeah. And that again, it makes sense. It feels like real enough and it didn't bother me. It didn't come off as like, this is just, you know, making fun of stereotypes. It just felt like a guy yeah. that it felt and, fair. I'm like, okay, I can, I'm good with this. Like this may, but there's just so many things they do that like the, the guy suffering PTSD that ends up and, you know, and he, Things she like that's like that's not necessary. It's it's not painted in a comedic light. I'm gonna give you this, and it, we can kind of go to the photo element. This game tries to <laughs> do what it does with its photography system. The whole time you can take pictures and you get experience points depending on what's going on in the shot. Sometimes there's specific little indicators that are like, hey, take a picture of this for bonus. This game and the photography system tries very hard to just encapture all themes. The main story is very much a B plot. Frank has some cheesy one-liners. You get the bad guy, you save the day, and it's but it's kind of like fucked up along the way. You have Sean. Sean as a cult leader is very scary. Anytime the cults around, they are painted with horror, and it's like, oh, this is not a funny situation. I'm trying to think of one. The shopkeep, uh, the we talk about the shopkeep psychopath. He is very comedic. He is scary, but he has these lines where he's like, oh, I'm talking about my store. He his ending cutscene is one of my favorite cutscenes because it's so ridiculous. And over the top, at the time when I was younger, I saw it was funny. Basically, when you defeat the manager, he is falling up to the ground. He's like trying to keep himself up, and he goes to the front lane to the catch register. He's like, "My store? Who's going to take care of my store?" And he's and he's kind of looking around. He's like, "Oh, everything, my my aisles, the food." And he looks at some of the CCTV camera because it gives you that perspective. And he goes, "My customers." And he's kind of like losing it. It seems he goes, "Have a nice day." And he falls to the ground. He's like, "All right, I guess it's over." And the camera's lingering at his, like, body, not like his face from a side angle. And he leans up really quick and it zooms in and do an up-close shot of his face. And he goes, clean up, register six. Oh, and then he falls and dies. It's so, <laughs> when you when you put all these things in a same, like, and if you watch the movie of Dead Rising, which is the thing on YouTube where they take all the cutscenes and put them back-to-back, it would be the most unhinged shit because uh-huh. it's just, like, comedic, horror, I don't know, little sexy? And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here, Dead Rising? I love you. You're wild. But this was not it. Oh, and, and to, to speak to some of the weird shit that you were talking about, like, I didn't know about it, like, with the photo of the erotica. Like, yeah. you were doing the photos for the achievements and stuff. And, like, it circled the girl. And I'm like, do you really need to circle circle her pants and be like, erotica? I'm like, oh, there is a, a, it's egregious. There are many <sighs> times. Yeah. One of the, when you take a photo, it circles it and will categorize it as, like, one of eight things. It's, like, horror. <laughs> uncategorized brutality drama or erotica erotica one there's a quest which is with kent where you have to get an erotica photo of a certain a certain amount um two but yeah it will just circle crotches bras g-strings that are a little high belly button piercing on one survivor literally just both of her breasts which is one of the survivors you be joe you take a picture of her and i found that out when i was playing this render because i'd forgotten i just went wow that's it's egregious and disgusting outright but this is over the top of like boobs Boops, look at these boops. My camera, please. I'm I, okay. I have two Jeez. things I want to say about that real quick. Yeah. One thing is I, I also love the idea of having survivors, but then doing a thing of like you, you have the whole thing with uh Steven where he dies and he screams, and Frank goes, Wow, 
that guy was really committed to his job takes picture of dead body there we go <laughs> i he's got cut co- yeah he's a he's a photographer you gotta cover it um but also with the erotica thing uh i got i think my gla- my game glitched out but i think milky was saying about it kyle mike did y'all find zombie jesse no, no i missed her how do you how do you miss her so I don't know. But I, I don't did. think if you go back to the room quick enough, basically you have to go back around the same time and you get a cutscene that plays that you hear gunfire going on inside the safe room. And then once you crawl in, then it's it's in there. But I don't think if you go back to visit Jesse, I think it all disappears. I, yeah, I don't think if you make a beeline straight for it, I don't think you get it. I think when I the one time I didn't get it, I think I either took the shortcut or I went back to get some health because I thought there were enemies in there. And when I went in there, she wasn't there. Even more fucked up fact, if you take a picture of zombie Jesse, it still comes up as erotic. Pretty fucked yes. up. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's got yeah. blood she's got blood all over her boobs. She's a yeah, the, oh. there are a few characters of the main plot who can become zombified. Oh, so yeah, you want to talk about sexist. Let's go into that. Brad, his whole I mean, Jesse actually her story's really sad by the end because and they this game does great writing, but it never knows. It's not us sure how to play it all the time. Like, Jesse, basically the way this game ends is you can't get through, you can't, Brad and Jesse can't contact DHS, Parallel Home Security, this whole time because there's a jammer. You finally remove the jammer, and Jesse's finally able to call base. And then that's what Jesse learns, that, oh, the military is about to come in and probably kill everyone or do something not great, and it's all over. Probably. There's nothing we could do. It's unclear, Jesse, at the time. They don't tell her that. They're like, oh, yeah, they're going to come in and take care of it, something like that. I mean, Jesse starts shutting down. She basically curls up into a fetal position and this horror music's playing. And this, it's this great, beautiful, like, oh, look at the, the, the storytelling. The cinematography is here. It's like zoomed in on her, a very close up shot. She's curling up. The music's horrific. And then in like a second, it backs up to a far away shot and there's no music. And it's just her alone in a room, like curled up. And it's this beautiful thing of like, this character is freaking the fuck out. This is what it looks like from not her perspective. And then the 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 some uh you know military s people come and they try to kill her but she kills them because she at this point has bitten a few like a day ago and turns into a zombie. I, um, and then you can take a picture of her and it's like, hey, look boobs. And you're like, what the fuck? All right, I didn't need this. Also, it's an achievement, which is basically how you. There are certain things where it's uh, again, if you want to fight Kent, it, he requires you to have an erotica photo. So at this point, you need to try to get the most erotica photo you can. Another survivor, which is one of the survivors you rescue from the movie theater. Who's dressed in a very, you know, a black, a black spaghetti strop, spaghetti top dress, which I think is supposed to be like the pinnacle of sexy in this era and that time that they would put in a game. Um, If you rescue her, and I think you have to rescue a minimum number of survivors to get this. So it's like a game rewarding you extra for doing a good job. She will get a, a back at base request where you have to go and talk to her. And then she just poses for you sexually for like a minute and a half while you take photos. You don't have to take well, photos to be fair, but she's like, and her dialogue is like, you didn't do that, Joe. No. Yeah. You have like, to no, Mills did it on the stream. And I was like, what the hell? And he just in the room and yeah. like, he's described and, and like, he, she described me and she just starts posing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cause she's basically Sorry, her, her, her dialogue is like, Hey, I'm really freaked out. Frank. And Frank West is like, I get it. I hear you. He even says, and she's like, I want you to put me in your camera forever. And he's like, I'm going to do wow. this for you as a photo, as a photojournalist and as a man. And it's like, I think that di- okay. it's, it's not a cut scene. It's all in written text. So yeah. and it's probably best, but I, cause I don't have to listen to the voice actor who I love. Dude, did Frank West say it? And it feels, but like, it's just this line. It feels so cheesy. And it's like, it's just fuck dude. This is like the one thing that makes it not a perfect game these days for me. And I hate it. Cause 
I try, there are so many games after this that I think really try to capture, particularly I point to Dead Island, of this oh. notion of anything's a weapon. And I don't think any game did it as good as Dead Rising. And I stand I by agree. that. And it's so fun to walk That's around, so pick up these shitty things. I'm going to pick up this toy lightsaber and hit dudes with it. What does it do? Nothing. It breaks. But goddamn, it's funny. and You can do it. So why not? Yep. <laughs> it's so good on so many ways that like even if it's age sure but for what it was it was and then this and it fucks me up to this day also random time aaron swoop sucks aaron swoop is the worst survivor in this game and i've hated him since 2006 is that the one you got to beat up to get him to join he's you the one you have to beat up his friend in the black shirt he's one oh, of the God. most he's the one of the most like ready to freak out survivors in this game next to natalie which that's my horror story one day i was trying to get tour guide which is cheaper you have to have eight survivors so i just took the first eight natalie is the first of two survivors you can rescue who's right next to like the home base you're not supposed to leave with her you're supposed to just talk to her walk her right back i took her out and it was hell for like a day and a half in game until i finally had eight people because she would also she was the aaron swoop equivalent she would just lose it at everything and i was like this sucks but yeah fuck aaron swoop i want to say that at some point because i hate i've hated him since 2006 uh, uh, i have a weird tangent off of that as well i didn't know that about the sexy photo you need for kent oh yeah did you see that cutscene? no no i oh. well besides that no i uh we were talking about it earlier, which is funny enough. I also remember a bunch of cheats that G4 taught you in this. I also had G4 as a mm-hmm. kid. I love mm-hmm. that show. It's stuff. They made a joke about how whenever Frank gets kidnapped, his butt feels greasy, which I always feel that way. Whenever Same way when I get kidnapped in the game, I'm like, oh, Frank just woke up and his, his ass is Vaseline. But they also taught me the best picture you can get is when Jesse is nursing Brad whenever you have to get medicine. Yep. You you can angle yourself, take a picture, and not even you, – you get less points if you get her head. But you can take a picture of her breast, and it also gets her underwear, and that gets you enough points for Kent. That's how I learned it, actually, back then. And it's one of the—that event you're talking about specifically happens through the main plot, and it is in, and she's sitting in that position for, like, six hours. It's the easiest photo to get, as far as I'm aware, to date, to, by this point, because you have to have this photo by a certain day, by mm-hmm. that time. This is, like, the easiest way, and it's— it's gross that I have to think about that. I wish this game didn't make me do that, but I learned it through G4, thankfully, I guess. But it sucks. It sucks, period. Oh, well, that's it. I, I got now you know that you've grown as a person. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I, yeah. <laughs> at least I uh, I just hate it. Thanks, oh, thanks oh, for inviting us to your TED Talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of the other survivors that, don't, that aren't psychopaths, they're pretty normal and like, like you have an old man who's like, oh, I just really want to die next to this pretty art. And Frank West, who, Frank West is a great character at so many points when it's not this like weird inter in-game dialogue, like his actual voice acting. But you know with Floyd, who's the old man, he's like, hey, you're on a mall. Do you really think this is good art? He's like, there's just a lot of dots. And eventually he's like, yeah, you're right. I'll come with you. Frank West goes to all these people and he's like convinces them, you know, like there's three like gun fanatics who are held up in a gun shop and you have to convince them with a photo like, oh, hey, I actually do have we do have a safe room and here's the path in. There's these really cool little quests and like so much game design, like getting to save Paul is totally unclear. He's the only psychopath that if you beat him, he's still alive. He has a health bar and he's like flailing on fire. There is a fire extinguisher right behind him. So it's like, oh, if you kind of put this together, you figure it out. This game has so many neat things that it does mechanically. And that you uh, wouldn't know. Yeah, it's it is not clear. I will say I completely agree. And uh, I love this game so much. And I it hurts me. 
No, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm glad that you did convince me to play this milk because this is a game that I have wanted to play for so many years, but I've just been terrified to go down that road. And because of the podcast, because podcast, and just because yeah. of me feeling like I have to do this podcast, you know, it, it helped me to finally do something that I'm glad I did. Like, I'm yeah. glad I experienced this game for the first time. Like, I'm glad that, you know, I ran around the mall that I never want to do again. <laughs> you know, also, I mean, there's I, cool I, stuff to this game. Very important warning for you, Mike, because I know what you've been considering and it'll come up. Dead Rising 2 and 3, there is a lot less fucking cliff hardware store guy and you know i don't know adam the clowns it's a lot more joes and oh i like that. i started cool. to watch a cutscene of the dead rising two psychopaths yeah and yeah. i got to a guy that was that was marrying somebody yep. and wearing a gimp suit and i was like we're gonna turn yeah. this oh that's, yeah that's that's I the joe that. equivalent that i hate and it's Stay i hate classy. that one the most um classy. yeah so I that's why I love this game in particular. That's why this one is like barely keeps that spot, despite all these things that are so easily going. Oh, that's gross. It's like everything else it does. It does really well. And it's unabashedly itself. And I, I think that just carries over into the parts that suck. Unfortunately, yeah, that was the part. That was the one where I'm like, yeah, we're, also, we're just I'll be really cool. curious how you feel about the movement in two. Kind of highlighting this game versus other ones. I hate two for its movement. Frank West in this one, although he's slow, he's very smooth. But when you get to two, Chuck and all the survivors feel clumsy. It feels a lot more GTA-esque of, like, rotating feels not smooth. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Sorry, just really quick. You're good. Maybe maybe somebody here knows this issue or knows how to fix this. Uh, Does anybody know how to get, like, Dead Rising 2 working on PC decently? Because, like... I've tried for the longest time to get, like, a controller to work, and it won't fucking work, and, like, I don't want it to be full screen, but it just won't get out of full screen. Like, I, I'm really, it's, like, really I, pissed me off. Like I could help you at some point. I remember I've had to have that fight before with it. I know the okay. two easiest solutions for the controller is, typically, I think people recommend X, is it called XSplit? It's a free program you can okay. download that converts an Xbox 360 or, like, you know, any sort of standard modern controller yeah. into it, like, mm-hmm. one-to-one immediately for you. Okay. And it helps a little bit, but some of the elements still feel jank, like aiming. Um, uh, but yeah, I am really happy they ported this the way they did. Like, the fact yeah. that Capcom did revisit it is really yeah, cool. Because, oh, but yeah, also, I, I highlighted at the beginning, it feels worth mentioning. When this game came out first in on the Xbox 360, the way the saving worked is you could have one save for the main story. That was it. And uh-huh. anytime you saved, it would just go, oh, you're saving? Okay, cool. You'd save. And then it would ask you a question and go, do you want to continue or do you want to save and quit? That was all it prompted you. And if you just put save and quit, it goes, okay. And then you it goes to the main menu. And then when you go to hit play, the only option is new game. Save and quit meant save and quit this run. Uh-huh. And I don't know who came up with that back in the day and who greenlit all that. I was like, yeah, that's fine. But that is the most like ridiculous thing to be like, save and quit. Nah, that's not what that means anymore. Uh-huh. It, it infuriates me to this day because it's just like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, it's fine. That's what that means. That's what every gamer on the earth knows save and quit to mean, don't you know? He's yeah. covered wars. Save and quit. <laughs> also, wars. because of this game and because of my, my current job, I never say I know anymore. I say, you know, when I'm talking to people, when I'm trying to describe something that, <laughs> like, they probably, like, a special experience. Like, I mean, they're talking about myself, like, yeah, I can help you, you know? Like, no, don't. 
They don't know that. Don't know that. <laughs> like, so, and this oh, game God. is like, I kept thinking to myself, and he's like, I, co- I covered wars, you know? It's like, we don't even know who the fuck you are, buddy. Like, why are you saying you know? Like, don't. It's, it, the it's a stupid, but it bothers me. No. I love it as his most, that out of all the lines in this game, that that's the line that the community took and ran with, because it, yes. it is a beautiful, funny line of just, it's Jesse going, do you know how to use that gun? Kinda. I've covered, I've covered wars, you know. wars, you know? And it's like, no, no, I don't know, Frank. Get the fuck out of here. What does it have to do with You've covered wars, you don't use a gun. I, I, here's my little like gap depth or lack of knowledge, gap of knowledge. I never took that as he went to wars and therefore had to have a gun. That makes so much more sense. I was just like, oh, he's covered wars. He's research guns. Yeah, sure. That makes so much more sense as he was a photojournalist in a war scene. I'm like, oh yeah, 2006. Yeah, that does make sense. I mean, you have when you say you know it should be something like I could go to milk, milk. I cover podcasts, you know, like of course yeah. you know, like you has been on the show with me, like. But you don't go to, I don't go to a stranger and go, I cover podcasts, you know, like, you know. Like, who are you? What do you, what, what do you mean, you know, like, I don't know. What? what? I in my, in my current job, I have people say that to me sometimes, like, oh, they get, you know, when I'm asking questions and they'll go, you know, and I'm like, no, I don't know. That's why we're talking. Like, I've never met you before. No. Like, and, I, and I think about that every day in real life. Like, I never try to say, you know, anymore because it bothers, oh, no. unless it's someone that I, like, I, I know I'm talking to, it knows me. Yeah. I don't say it to strangers. <laughs> To be like, fair, to be fair, I think that was the whole point of his character anyways, is that he's like, I'm here to cover whatever's going on here. I'm Frank West. Who? You know, Frank West. I've covered wars. Who? I think that that's why he's like, I've covered wars, you know. It's like, you should know who I am. So the, I mean, intro, the intro cutscene, I think, does an amazing job of establishing a lot of things about Frank. Because basically you have this hotshot pilot who's named Ed, who you only see like for two or three cutscenes. And Frank... And he clearly have some sort of relationship, but it's not a big one. He's like, hey, buddy, why are you coming to town? And Frank West is like, name's Frank West. Remember that name? In three days, the whole world's going to know it. And it's like, he's so beautifully cocky. And then he's so lame the next minute. And, and he, like, doesn't recognize it. And for a B-plot, he's just perfect. And they fuck it up so bad by taking all of his character elements, turning them up to 12, and making him a, you know... As as Capcom's writing does this, a fat stereotypical wash up. They constantly <laughs> comment about his weight. They're like, "Oh, you're just a washed yeah, up old fat guy, shaming. Frank." Yeah, and it's like, gross for Capcom. Wow, not shocking at this rate. But two, it's like Frank West is just such a great. Even though he's overconfident a little bit, he's just an every man of like, "Yeah, I'm here to get the scoop, and I'm gonna do my best while doing it." As I think someone said, everyone's really mean to Frank so much. Frank is just like trying his best and someone will be like stop ogling little girls young man he's like i'm just taking a photo dude like there's zombies i'm having a hard time i i'm also one thing that i've always had a hard time believing in the opening of the game that old white woman overthrew Madonna! Th- three Madonna! three grown ass men chucks them sends them ch- like across the room and somehow manages to like rip open a door that they blocked it is such bullshit for the plot of this game nope, not bullshit that's nah, fair, yeah. Wait, we no. Could... I got a real story for you, Joe. Since you brought it up, oh, I can tell the story. Oh, okay, so my wife oh, used to work at a memory care community. We'll just go with that. I can't say more than that. But okay. and one time there was a woman who was in 90 who something happened and she scaled a brick wall. That was like six, five feet tall brick wall. She scaled it. And when the cops Ow. came... They say, you know, who are we here to get? And she's like, they're like, oh, no, they found, you know, they got her and they're, they're talking to her and they're, you know, she calmed down. But, but just, you know, she, things happen when you have dementia and yeah. they didn't believe she. And then my wife's like, yeah, she's 90. They're like, no, she's not. They're like, she's like, yeah, she's 90. I can give you her birthday. Like she's 90. 
and they didn't believe her. Adrenaline is a crazy thing. <laughs> so, like, I mean, and she just had a bad day and decided, you know what? And Tiff, my wife, was like, I, I couldn't even climb that wall. And I've seen the wall, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, that would not have been easy to climb. This 90-year-old woman, right up the wall. Like a fucking Spider-Man from the sound of the story. So, adrenaline, your dog's in danger, that's your baby. You're yeah. pushing these videos out of the way. Yeah. Uh, adrenaline is an intense thing. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. The, you won't believe it until you see it, and even in then, you probably still won't fucking believe it. And your baby's in danger. Yeah. I also love the layout of this game. It makes no goddamn sense. It feels like a pocket universe that, like, there's no, there's an exit out the front door, but there's a parking lot under the mall that has no exits, but the only way a car could get in is you'd have to go through all the walls to the center. And then also, as Joe pointed out for the first time, there are just tunnels leading up to a clock tower in the middle of the plaza <laughs> yeah. that's surrounded by this mall. And I'm like, you go down there and it's like, oh, it's like there's like pipes that implies like maybe it's a sewer lot. It's so fucking weird. I love the layout of this thing. It's bananas that it's like, yeah, this is a world. And it's like, this is a video game. Don't don't you try to make me. This is nothing in a grand scheme of it all. Oh, also, all they needed was references. a tunnel by the parking lot or like something that's blocked off because of one reason or another. And yeah. Or yeah, like an exit to the parking structure that's like caved in. Carlito blew it up. It was like, oh, it'll something. blew it out. Simpsons. Anything. Because, yeah, I mean, the zombies. It wouldn't have been hard or a gate that you can't open for the some stupid reason. Aren't in the mall. When you Frank first gets to the mall, there's zombies all over town. Town's completely like bubkis. There's no, there's like barely any humans. It's all around. Then he gets into the mall. There's no zombies in the mall. It's like, oh, thank God. We somehow managed to keep them out. But this one front door falls right in the like second, third cutscene of the game. And then it's like, oh, now the mall's flooded. We did all we could. That was the only thing. Now it's over. And then it's like, what the fuck do you mean? And then eventually when the Arnie comes in and clears it up, eventually they kill the zombies. You're like, oh, okay, cool. But then you find the helicopter crashed into the clock tower and opened a mysterious tunnel that's full of zombies. And then, oh, oh, balls full of zombies again. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? What is How they got out of that hole? I don't know. But hey. That many that they're flooding the mall? Because also, when you fly in, one of the achievements is called Zombie Genocider. They have a line where the pilot says like, oh, uh, Will Willamette, Colorado, population fifty three thousand, blah blah. You can kill all fifty three thousand. Doesn't matter. There's still zombies everywhere. It's like, listen, what are we doing here, cat? This you. It gets unbelievable if you start nitpicking, which I've done obviously because I'm obsessed with this game. But yeah, it's a great game. True words have not been spoken. Before. <laughs> <laughs> so it. Uh, one thing that I think is also going to be great, because obviously we're going to make Mike play all of these. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, have you played the other ones by chance? I have not played three. I didn't have an Xbox One when it came out. And, uh, you know, I think it might be on PC as well. I just haven't gotten around to it. I played four and I really didn't like it. The gameplay felt too weird. And I don't know. Just It just felt how, really How off. did you feel about Frank West in four? I am curious about that because I do kind of fantastic. I didn't even I didn't even get that far into mm. four to be honest. Just like I just didn't like how it felt. Like this feels weird. Like I just well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I want to say uh, Dead Rising Two has everyone knows it has the the combinable weapons, which is probably the yeah. best part of that game. Uh, three introduces drivables, and you might think, oh, so there's a big city and you'll be able to drive. Nope. There's like one block, and every block has like shit in front of it ar- around the town. So you could probably drive <laughs> right. like. You could probably drive like 30 feet before you end up just getting out Maybe of your car. You have be- to. Yeah. yeah. And being like, well, I built this for no reason. Mm. And then thankfully, Mike, Dead Rising 4 won't have to be a Halloween episode because it's Christmas. Oh, themed. yeah. We get to do a Christmas, Christmas episode. episode. 
Uh, so yeah, there four will is come a time when I need Christmas episodes. So we mentioned it's like a soft reboot. So yeah, by the time fours happened, I think Frank Frank's past because essentially general plot of Frank West. Cause that's all I care about. Frank West <laughs> leaks the story. He's treated amazingly. It goes to his head, becomes a wash up. There's an outbreak in essentially Las Vegas. Frank West kind of goes to cover it. Still pretty much regarded as a joke. I don't know about Dead Rising three because I haven't played it. And I don't want to think about it right now. He's not in three. I'll, I'll tell you right now, he's not in oh, three at all. Thank yeah. God. And then four shows up, and basically they've like kind of alluded to Frank West has covered stuff. There are zombies, and they're reopening a wall in Willamette, Colorado, as as an anniversary event to like go past the horror, like overcome and have this memoriam. And then, hey, fun fact: that mall gets overrun with zombies like a yeah. week into yeah. opening on Black Friday. Because they were, of course, the guy released the infection on Black Friday, and yeah. Hey, hey guys, what what happened to Willamette? Oh, a guy overtaken by zombies. I have an idea. What if we just <laughs> knock everything down and just make a big fucking mall out of the town? That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Oh shit, it happened again. Bite a nickel every time this happened. Bite a nickel every time Willamette became a zombie apocalypse. I had two nickels, which isn't a lot, but goddamn, did it happen twice? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything really beyond that. This game has some fun bonus mode, has an infinity mode. It, yes, the, achievements, I... the achievements for this game are wild. It requires you to do ridiculous things that I think are stupid. Uh, I'm doing one right now. No, I'm standing outside ones. for 24 hours in a row. And there's only two but... areas in the mall you can do that. And you can do it on 3 Day Survivor, which is like the main story, or infinity mode, which would be really hard. But like, I think this is the era of the Xbox 360 where you had to have 50 achievements and people were like, I don't fucking know what to come up with. You stand outside and inside for 24 hours straight. <laughs> Ba-boom. Achievement. There's another one. There's 20 points. Get out of here. Uh, also, there's also, two. We're done. Four. Forty more to go. Uh, <laughs> we also never made the joke when I first played this. I played this also on 360. Did anybody have a fucking HD TV or did you have to oh, suffer? Uh, I have, I have, uh, uh, no, no. Uh, when I first I, uh, played this. Pretty much uh, all of my time with the Xbox 360 version, I had a CRT TV. Same. And that made it fucking impossible to read any shit. Uh, <laughs> you could not read this game if you played it the in the time original way. I had the PS4 version. I did have a uh, flat screen, a, 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 a LED, and I could actually, like, oh yeah, okay, I can actually read this. Cool. I'm gonna... And then I'm playing, sorry. I'm playing on PC because I also have this game on PC because I've tripled it because I'm that fucking. <laughs> oh, I've like oh, I, I think bought it four bad. or five times, <laughs> and I have no shame. And uh, yeah, on PC I can also read it as well. I'm like, oh, cool! I can actually read stuff. This is nice. Why this plays well on the Switch? I probably would. Oh, if they put if they put Chop till you drop on the Switch, I'm there day one. I'm I'm no gonna be to the help. most excited person. No, it won't. And for small context, Chop to you drop was a Wii port of this game. It's a very different game, and I still haven't played it. And God, I can't wait. They also made a phone game for this. It's amazing, and I want to play that. But I thought about mentioning it because that was one of my favorite stories. I mentioned on stream a few times. Like, yeah, when I first played this game as a kid, I couldn't read half the things. So I would just go to follow the arrow, be like, oh, what's it going to be? And then I found Adam, and that scared the shit out of me. Because I was like, I just thought I was going to save somebody. What's going on? I don't even know what's going on. I just followed the arrow. And then I finally did get an HD at one point, and I could read everything. I was like, amazing. But I blame Microsoft for that. And it kind of reminds me of the Series S, Series X thing we're dealing with now, where it's like, I don't think... I don't think you should have had to make you should have had to make that choice, Microsoft, but you did, and it's kind of fucking over other people who are like, well, I got the the cheaper, easier option. They're like, ah, that sucks. Deal with it. I don't know. Get out of here. I did want to play Chop Till You Drop, but it is 
it's almost a different game because the engine, mm-hmm. the RE4 engine, and it's much more based on shooting, and you earn money from killing zombies. They oh. had money in that game? Oh, I need oh. to play this. Yeah, so and you also have zombified animals that attack you. Like, there's zombie dogs. birds? And, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's lots birds. of different stuff oh. like that, and uh, it's a... I want to do a bonus episode, Mike. I don't also, know what... Please, please give me a reason I have like, to play it. There's like two zombies in the game at all times, so I mean yep. it's not that hard. There's 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 more zombies, but it's so much less. Like you can I was going to do it, but the fact that I'd have to like program my, my mouse to be my Wiimote where I gotta wiggle, wiggle, wiggle and stuff like that, and I just didn't wanna figure it or make my controller like, you know, left and I didn't want to deal with it. Oh yeah, there's also the comics. Now on top of everything else, like the game doesn't do this too bad. That felt pretty racist. Comics, they they were all minorities, and it was like I don't really think any of these guys are supposed to be white. I don't know. This game, it does a lot of things dirty, and I don't like the comics either. Because how? Also, how the the comics get out and they steal a jeep, and it's the same three comics every day. Whatever, that's a whole other thing. That psychopath was also not great for weird reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My game glitched where that music never stopped. Every time it went offside, (laughs) damn song. I'm like, how many times did you kill them already? Did you kill them? Yeah, they. So they respawn twice on the first night if you kill them, like, immediately, and then they respawn simply once a day. I killed them immediately, and they didn't respawn again until the third night, but the music never stopped playing. They're around, to be fair. They'll just get stuck on trees, which is hilarious. I look for them. It's so annoying when it doesn't stop. Hey, my boy. Fun fact. Hey, disease neighbor? Works oh, yeah. wonders. Like I, I didn't know to get him stuck in a tree till Milk did it, and the thing I get him stuck in a tree, and I would just Z saber. I'm like, problem solved. Fun fact that that song is probably the most song streamers and YouTubers get copyright strikes for. Oh, no. Apparently, that whoever owns the rights to that song is still is like, hey, you cut that shit out. Even though the music in this game is really weird, because I actually found the official soundtrack that oh. Japan did a limited release at first, and then did like is a it just that one song. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um. There is a in none of the artists in this game are prominent, which is probably like licensing money. Whoever was to like, oh, we don't have money for that. But all the artists I've like never heard of outside of this game. And then some of the psychopath music has original music by Capcom, and usually those are lyricless. But the, like the one when you fight Sean, I think is one that is lyricless. They're really scary. Like the the music they made for this game is pretty damn good. The like music for like when there's something dramatic going on. And even the mall music, it's like such a beautiful pick. It's almost like simlish music where it's like, yeah, this feels really 2006 country, but it's not real at the same time. And it's yeah. it's great. Yeah, that's the direction for you. <laughs> I, gotta, I do. I really like. Sorry, just speaking of the Please. music. I really like the music that plays in the movie theater uh, of the mall. Like, I don't know. It's like, I know it's just music, but it, I don't know. Like, it's just that's like strangely one of the more complete. That's actually like. The most comforting thing for me in the game is that, like, music. It's just, I don't know, it's just kind of nice. I can send you a link to the soundtrack if you just want to listen to that one <laughs> yes, music please, song, because yes, it's on there. Yes, Mike, you're he's lying, all he wants to hear is that rap. something about Infinity Mode. Because Infinity Mode, I have a weird relation with certain shops, because basically in Infinity Mode, the way it works is your health is slowly draining, there's no infinite food, so you have to go around and fight people who were previously humans, but now are fighting you and they have different weapons. The first one you kill is Otis, which is so hilarious. 100% Otis is the first person, so you can go, you fucker, you stop ringing me and you murder him. I, I have no doubt in mind that was intentional. But I, there are certain shops that like have safe rooms that zombies cannot get to because there are doors you can close and stuff. And the movie theaters won. I spent so many hours just chilling in different movie theaters, looking around, 
just being like, oh, movie theater. That's it's like a nice little safe liminal space for me because of Infinity Mode, which is bananas. Because man, playing this game for 14 hours straight back on the Xbox 360 when your Xbox 360 could overheat and red ring of death, that was fucking bold, Capcom. You wild bastards. Well, I don't think uh, they knew about that yet. Oh uh, yeah, it's fair. It's not probably, when they were developed. Because this like, isn't. Seven, I guess, I think 2007-ish is when the Red Ring stuff really started to come out. Yeah, like, and they were developing it before and stuff. Yeah, so. the Red Ring was. But, like, 14 hours, you can't say... I mean, this is also early, like, we don't know what to do with achievements. We're just going to, you know, make make stuff. I th- Some of the achievements... But, like, you can't save. Achievements are very much like, hey, we want you to fully experience this game, I think was kind of the intent with some people when they were coming up with achievements. And, hey, Infinity Mode is kind of cool. It's not that cool. No way. There are people, though, like, and I kind of, I think I have um, Stockholm Syndrome, and there are people who still have Stockholm Syndrome because you can go to mods for this game on the PC now. There is a mod to make a save point, and it only works for Infinity Mode. It breaks basically the game. I don't even know if you can get achievements. But basically, you can then play, and they make food, like one infinite food spawn, so you can just play Infinity Mode forever. And after, like, <laughs> after 18 days, survivors stop spawning. Wow. And so, yeah, you just walk around, killing zombies, grabbing stuff, and that's it. You never you never get to stop playing Dead Rising. Because on all the other modes, you eventually run out of time. Any mode? Yeah. You just keep on going. Hey, I've, I've got something weird for y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the, for Chop 2 Drop, there's a zombie poodle, which is modeled after yep. the poodle from the opening. Yep. Zombie parrots. Oh, no. at, as well, That's as, as well as zombified versions of Joe, Cliff, and Kent, which are replacements. Also, yeah. also Paul is not present in any form. They, he is from, oh, sorry, and Joe has two tasers that she holds that she runs at you and like looks like a freaking, but she should be in a double make right game. Uh, Cletus, like a tank almost, which is weird. Cletus is savable after defeating him, which he sells guns, skills, and magazines That's to Frank. It. Aside oh, okay. from the changes, it's all bosses are present and made the same. Yeah, it's I need to play different it. enough like, that right I don't now. really consider it a port. No, I don't either. I mean, it I, is a port, but it's like PS2 port sometimes, and like compared to like a PS2 port and a Nintendo DS port, like maybe on the wrong era, but they're they're different games. Also, there's a difficulty slide. You can there's a normal, easy, and hard mode. That bothered me. If there wasn't any, a slider. I'm gonna play this game on stream, and I'm probably gonna play a game for like a hundred hours, and be like, <laughs> I hate this. All right, back to the rhythm. <laughs> but it's it's just when you, I've probably like I've I would love to try and figure out the math. I mean, just doing Infinity Mode 14 hours, you know, 14 yeah, 14 hours, seven days alone. I've probably put over 150 hours in this game total. Total time my entire life, it's probably in the thousand. Like. I have stared at the PNGs of background box art being like, look at this duck with glasses. That's a good On stream. Yeah. On stream. Because it's great. It. It's there. amazing. I, like, yeah, I was there too. What else are you going to do? <laughs> I've been here this long. That's why Chop to You Drop almost feels like a golden realm of like, oh, it's different. There's new things. Is it good? I don't care. I get no. to go talk to Cletus. What the fuck? There's many challenges. I know there's like challenges where you where like the parking lot that leads to the parking garage is like just coned off. So you can't leave. And then it's like fight five atoms with these four crowbars. And I'm like, oh, God, I want it so bad. <laughs> uh, one day. Uh, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, but probably our last thing, maybe. But what else? It would be overtime mode. Like for me, overtime mode, the game ended and then overtime mode just picked up right away because I did what I was supposed to do. And that felt nice because it didn't feel like I beat the game because there was like the game just kept going. And overtime kept is essentially an epilogue 
like one day plot of how Frank and Isabella escape the mall. Once you beat the first three days, you go to the hell pad and then it crashes. Frank like kind of in the best <laughs> ending. I, I do like there's different endings, but yeah, but that's basically it. Once you beat the first three days, you get like a status completion screen. It runs over all your stuff. Overtime is its own thing that you can boot up separately. And I think you could even back then. And yeah. there's not really like strategy. It's just like a little, it's almost like just pure story. There's no bonus qu- like objectives. And instead of just fighting zombies, you're fighting a lot of SWAT, which also a fun fact, those SWAT really suck to fight if you don't have an OP weapon. They take like a hundred and like twenty bullets from the machine guns to kill them. They're stupid hard. God, I didn't realize it was that like a lot. Yeah. The I Mega Buster the and the one shot. Yeah, the Mega Buster, the Z Saber, and the chainsaw all kill them like instantly. Otherwise, they have a lot of health. Also, Frank's like basic attack. The his melee attacks are a really cool element. Didn't have to be in this game, but they are. And that's something I've talked about that's neat. That's all. He has no, a I double. I like that he he learns other abilities throughout the game. Yeah, like, that is a cool thing. I, th- I think they played really well in the self-awareness of how wild it is because like there's a move where you climb on top of zombies and then walk across them like they're a squishy yes. weird moving floor and it's amazing and very useful but also very funny there's yeah, one yes, there's a head crash one where you basically like almost like wwe grab them from the back of the head and bring them to the ground and their head explodes <laughs> a very gruesome game but it's, oh, yeah. it's aware of what it's doing there's a double area where frank just spins in circles and anything you're holding his hand he'll spin it so that double chainsaw he'll just spin it and then it just goes flying it's amazing but you anyways. need that to beat the final boss oh yeah because the final boss it's all hand to hand unless yeah. you bring so in for, the spitfire like i didn't you just spit on him for two minutes i saw that that's so bananas for anyway overtime mode i got almost screwed and where i was i thought i wasn't gonna be able to finish it because me being stupid <laughs> this wasn't me thing i should have looked it up or you know or easy could have done it so i i went there i i get i i went down the base in the in the tunnels i killed tons of zombies i got 10 bees I took the 10 bees, I came to her, I gave her all 10, not even thinking, maybe I shouldn't give her all 10 right away and go pick up healing items. So I went in with no healing items, all of a sudden, boom, you're in the tunnel. I'm like, I don't like this. I (laughs) I I can't remember either. It's such a weird thing, Uh, like the ending of Overtime, I was like, how does that play out again? And then I did, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just in it. All right, fair enough. It's a weird I wasn't prepared for it. And like when I went down there, like I wasn't holding her hand right away. And if you do not hold her hand, you might as well just put the controller down because you're dead. Because you will just, you can't, you don't have any weapons. Like, this whole game, I'm playing with a Z-Saber. Wait, maybe I have my Z-Saber. I have my Z-Saber. Yeah, you but get you the stuff you come in with, so you probably have a no Z-Saber. We- I just like- had no health in that. And part of the way I play this game is I'm constantly healing. And I usually was full on, I usually had, like, six. Did you take all ten bees to her at once? Yes. Yeah, so you had, like, three Don't items. do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> Take a nine and go walk away and go do some stuff and come back. I, but. If I would have looked it up and been like, hey, as soon as like I thought it would give me an option like, OK, when you're ready, we can go. Not okay, let's go. And I died. And then I was and I also was hurt, too. I wasn't at full health because I took mm-hmm. damage, you know, getting back. And I was like, yeah, no big deal. I mean, I'm, I, I figured the game would be like a normal game and be like, are you ready to do this? There's point of return. Nope. Just you're there. So, yeah. But, I mean, you, you have a small part where you just, like, escort her through a tunnel, which bothered me because there's zombies everywhere. But the idea that she, she made this deodorant thing that keeps them away. But it's it still, I was very uneasy. THQ made shot till you drop, which I'm bringing that in context of this because the overtime fight where you are in a tank shooting, or when you're in a machine gun shooting a tank was felt so out of place. And I think Chop Till You Drop, a lot of stuff they add feels very much like that, where it's like, we're going to add all these fun little wacky things. And it's like, to be fair, every, if you play almost any game you play the 2006 era, like early 360 and even later 360, turrets are a thing. Almost every game. Oh, yeah. It's just, every game had to have your turn sequence for some reason. Yeah. 
I it was I like that they had it, and I, I think it was important to tie up the loose storians. But I think by itself as a standalone thing, it's like again, it's like yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It's I mean, not what like I did three day. When I got to the tank fight, I actually put down my controller and picked up my mouse and keep and did it with a mouse. Yeah, mouse I did that accurate. too. Actually, it's the first time I've done it. But God, it's so much nicer. Told me to. <laughs> they're like, yeah, put. They're like, we just use mouse and keyboard. I'm like, it's so simple compared to like a controller. I, 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 I was taking a lot of damage. I'm like, I'm missing things. So I'm like, fuck it, we'll do it with mouse and perfect. I bought because I've wanted to buy it and it's been around for a while. But I bought a uh, officially licensed Xbox 360 remake, like release controller. Um, oh, it's, okay. a, it's a company at Microsoft's been pairing with to do some like anniversary releases. Like they released the Duke yes. like a year or two ago. Yeah, I own a Duke. I own a Cortana limited edition Duke because God, I love that thing. It's not a limited edition anymore anyway. But regardless, I bought the Xbox 360 controller. That's how I've been playing it. And I will say two things that have not aged well is all the writing, which was already aged like milk when it came out. And then yeah. also the gun aiming. I'm not going to lie. It's trash. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. It's fine mm-hmm. for 2006 at best, but by no, it's nothing by today. And it's, no, even by 2006, it's not that great. Like Resident <laughs> Evil 4 was like Resident Evil 4 was like a year and a half before this, and that was fucking better. Hot take? Maybe it's like the Silent Two theory of like, well, yeah, Frank West, you know, he knows how to fire yeah, guns, yeah. so it's not gonna feel buttery smooth. It's gonna feel mm. stiff and awkward, and that's also mm. why guns guns are OP. I think guns. Outside of the Mega Buster, I think are pretty nicely balanced. So, like the shotgun can be powerful if you get a headshot. Oh, yeah. you get that headshot. And the sniper like, rifle too, like that. Yeah. Power, like especially if you're just fighting zombies, like man, headshots. Just... <laughs> <laughs> also, mouse and keyboard controls are wild. That's an. Oh yeah. Small oh, hell I've tried yeah. weird. Oh, I've tried it. I'm gonna even times. try. I've tried a few times. Every time I'm like, yeah, you definitely tr- you made this a thing. You sure did. There's too many controls, and I wasn't going to... Yeah, I'm careful with what games I do, mouse and keyboard. Really, only third-person shooter. If you're not a third-person shooter, well, NRTS. But other than that, like, yeah. I'm playing with controller. Like, I, I don't yeah. fuck around. I mean, there's, yeah, there's other stuff, too, but I don't play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, I think I, I need to know, are you going to do Dead Rising 2 and Dead Rising 3? I don't know. It just depends on if you push it enough. No, I'm not put. I if it means I have to play three, I can't. I can't. I'll play Chop till you drop bonus episode for thirty minutes. I'll talk about that game and all that. But oh, but then three. I have to play through that whole game, and that whole game is yeah. I I don't know. I you do. Yeah. You can probably just watch it and be enough, and I can talk about it because like it's basically just this, but with those weird twists. But I and can't I play it. That's fair. That's very you. I I uh, yeah. You I can find me level fifty save. <laughs> I yes, might get more with you so. Oh, uh, yes, there's and, probably something somewhere. I'm sure there I, is, but I don't want to look for it. I looked it up there. I, I use a I use a modding website, but yeah, mm-hmm. there there's fifty there's fifty say uh, fifty level saves for all I think all three of the games. Good, I'll need it for two when we do two because two <laughs> I probably will do just because I it also depends how well this episode does. To be honest yeah. with you. Two, I think, is the only like is the one everyone I think pets one and two together undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they belong together. They're like sandwich I, meat butter. You get Chuck. Chuck is kind of Chuck is a father. Again, in terms of writing, Chuck is a father is probably one of the only good like you did great. He cares about his daughter a lot. He's a man of his he's a family man. His wife's dead, he's sad about it. Wow. But everything else is like, oh, you didn't you fucked this up. Shocking. Even I, though it's not a Japanese studio at that point, I think. It's I oh. I I low key kinda like this the the not real version as well more than the second one. Off the record? Yeah, I kind of like off the record more than than two, honestly. <laughs> that's I think that's a lot of for people because it's so different. Also, like I I was surprised when I was watching videos and I found out that Kent was a psychopath and there's two different ways that goes. Like I was not expecting the one where you get chained up and like you're naked uh, and fight running around a fountain fighting them. 
actually, there's three. If you turn in a bad photo, he just, like, laughs at you and leaves. And then he disappears. And it's like, okay, thanks, Kent. Fuck in off. this playthrough, as soon as I found him and he started talking to me, I just killed him. I'm like, I know where this is going. You're just dead now. Like, we're not even going to, like, I don't care. You're dead. Uh, he is, he is, Kent is probably one of the most, I'd say, memeable psychopaths. Everyone else has their little bits. But Kent as a whole is like, fuck you, Kent. They made hidden. They did such a great job at making Kent suck. And then they couldn't do it right for anyone else because it's like, oh, now we got to just be on, oh, he's a cocky asshole. I, I, that's hard to write. Cocky asshole, easy. Everything else, I can't make this evil character have depth outside of, unless it's the main story and I really put a lot of time and effort into it. You, but like, take, you could have taken Joe and just been like, yeah, she was a cop. Now she is authoritarian and is like, kind of like, you know, Sean, but more realistic. Like, we have to have order. This Everything needs to be done. And these people were eating food too quickly. And we need to ration it. Like, that would have been a great character of, like, you know, cop who's kind of taking their power mm-hmm. trip too far. Huh? That would have been great in 2006, maybe. God forbid today. Anyway, not not <laughs> leaving that subject. But, ah, oh, fuck. It's just. And that's why, like, Dead Rising 2 does it even worse for them. And Dead Rising 3, the psychopaths are so... Like, there's just psychopaths that don't have cutscenes, if I remember correctly. And so it's like, you just walk in, and it looks like, you know, maybe a stereotypical, like, kung fu, you know, older man who's now just fist fighting you, and there's no context. And it's like, okay, what is this? Why? What's going on? This just feels like racist light. Diet racist. Better? Mm, I don't know. I hate it regardless. (laughs) Okay. All right, then we're going to, any last things we're going to go out ready for questions, comments, or memories? All right. Uh, first from the, I watched the entire Blood Super Replay. I got a, I got a few. Uh, from Sebastian Games, how does the tone of the game make you feel? <laughs> Not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great when it's great. It's horrible when it's bad. Yep. <laughs> that, my comments, my comments exactly. <laughs> yeah. And from Danny Foster, he played, he had the, the convict song that plays outside and says, still slaps. <laughs> yeah, I'll play it for you guys and I'll be E-listed or something. Yeah. Uh, sorry. You're not, that's, I heard it way too much every time I went outside. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. And I, I, I know what you said, Milk, that they might have respawned. I looked for them. They can get stuck in the funniest little corners. I love it. I'll find them all the time and just be like, you little goofballs, get over here. <laughs> Oh, you get I mean, they're just so stupid. I don't understand why they're they're a psychopath, but they're not a psychopath, and why they have to respawn all the time. Like respawning was weird. I don't know what like plot makes obviously no banana sense zero unless they're meant to be different comics. Even then, it's like where are you guys even coming from? I didn't see a prison when I came in. Here. Whatever, this guy's got to be. I don't know. They they just they shouldn't have respawned because they have a cut scene that worked yeah. from, like, with a woman and the old guy, and they killed the old guy and just left it at that. There's no they, one. Yeah, there's no one else like that. I don't know why. I guess they was like, well, we don't know what to do with a giant empty park, so we'll just make them respawn. That's true. The park is pretty bland, like, even with them. Them, at least, adds flavor. Like, oh, no, they're back. I got to focus a little bit rather than just, oh, we're walking through. Hug the walls if I have people with me. And then from Blank England, friend of the show, in retrospect, how does this game hold up as one of the early representations of next-gen gameplay? I yeah. think it I think it looks good for what it is. Like, you know, showing what the 360 can do. Yeah. We're not gonna even look at like other stuff, but like just what this game does, like how many enemies you can put yep. on the screen, how much stuff you like I think it's a good example of it. And I think uh, it, it's such a funny discussion for mods. Like if you go to mods, people are always like, How can I get more zombies on screen? And people are like, That's not a thing. This the engine, I don't know if it can handle it. Even if it can, your system can, like that what that's just not what was available back then. 
And I think that's something they always kept trying to push the limit of in later games. And I don't really ever think, I don't think everyone was like impressive. It was like, oh, look at all these zombies. I think it was this game. It was. That it was, was good. Yeah. But anything else was like, okay, there's more zombies. Cool. Like we get it. There's better hardware. It's fine. I have a weird question real quick. <laughs> Were the zombie, are the zombies supposed to be more aggressive at night? They yes. are, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I feel like on the PC version, they never, they're just always aggressive. Like, I never notice a difference during the night or the it's day. It's about night. how much they aggro to you. They have more health at night, too, which is yeah. something I've oh, okay, really processed this run. There's, like, a few key, like, small differences. But, yeah, it, there's there, I think, especially just moment to moment. Unless you're, like, really looking at, like, even how they path, it's hard to, it's easy to miss. I mean, they, I just, they were, they annoyed me a lot more. I can definitely say that. Oh yeah. Also it's small detail. It's all being done through wasps. I don't know. That's a, but, a thing. But they put worms in your mouth too. Cause it, cause one that's thing like I, a parasite that, that yeah. it's spawned. So like, yeah. One thing that we, we didn't, we kind of touch upon, but not a lot. You can miss a lot of the story if you also don't, uh, file off the psychopaths and stuff like that too. Yeah. I think there's small elements. Um, did, okay. Doesn't I was say because I I think you talked about it in your stream milk didn't you say something about like Isabella says something about like survivors being bitten because there's a bunch of survivors you find that get bit and they're like no I'm okay there's one who's confirmed bitten which is a the last survivor you can rescue is not just like a random one and her whole thing is like oh yeah I've been bitten I know how this shit goes I'm not coming with you unless you tell her you know oh I have a person who knows about it. There's one or two other where it's kind of vague. There's a man who has like a really gnarly neck injury and it's un I have no idea what they're trying to do with that. I'm like, is that a zombie bite? It says he seems injured and he seems hurt and confused. And then he seems kind of like when you talk to him, he's like stuttering a lot and he's not really there. And it's unclear what that's about. But I don't think outside of her and then like, you know, Jesse, the protagonist and like Brad there's and Carlito, there's not really anyone else who's confirmed and Barnaby, all the main cast. Damn. They like all get fucked up except Isabel and Frank. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I think it's implied <laughs> that Jesse gets bit by the doctor. Doctor Barnaby, yeah. Yeah. You talk to Isabella after she goes. There's some wounds, but I can't identify if they're bite marks. And it's like, ha they were. Because they won't let her check. Oh, okay. I missed that part, which kind of yeah, makes he, sense with the. Yeah, he, she even says like, if they let me check, I could find out, but they don't. They don't trust her, obviously. Yeah. Which makes sense. But yeah, it's different for every person, which kind of comes into play into a little bit with like some plot stuff. But it's very minor because basically then a company's like, oh, hey, all these people are infected. We got the deal for you, but it's hundreds of dollars a day. It's like, well, shit. Why does that sound accurate? <laughs> yeah. See, again, Dead Rising 1 and Dead Rising 2, overall themes, pretty neat stuff you're trying to tackle. I don't even know if you do it well, but then anything that's not like a main theme that you tackle is didn't bad. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Oh, right from Bernard Enos Anelson. Sorry for pronouncing that wrong, sir. <laughs> I love this game so much. One of the early 360 gems. It's a shame the franchise died with four. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was it is for some people. Uh, from Dylan Anderson. Is this game a roguelite? I feel like it's designed for you to die over and over since you keep your level progress and moves. That it's, is honestly fascinating. That's a, I would love that. No. It's kind of just based on, I wouldn't say roguelite, but it's just the idea to be like, you know, I think to help, like, okay, you die so you don't just throw the game off and you, like, go back to it. Yeah, it's not a roguelite. I think the concept's interesting. There are There's a mod that actually randomizes weapon spawns, and I've okay. tried to get it to work. It's really interesting, because then you'll just get, like, OP weapons and stuff. But there's some really interesting mods in the modern day that tweak some of the gameplay elements. But, like, a roguelike of this fashion, I think that'd be really neat. I like I play the it. concept. Yeah. 
from Zach Zek, friend of the show. I remember seeing a friend play it around the time it came out. I ended up getting it at some point after I got a 360, probably 2009 or 10. Or 10. I didn't like the time limit despite it having replayability. I did like mowing Dami down with a lawnmower and stuff. There are the weapon animations are something we talked about because I think a lot of us, especially for this run, didn't really go into it. There is some really creative stuff they've done, and then some stuff that's just fucking over the top. Like I've showed, there's a shower head you can get, and it the whole way it works is you put in a zombie, and then blood just starts pouring out like a shower. It's so over the top, but then there's like a drill bit where it's like one of those giant mechanized drills for like I don't even know what it'd be used for, but you like shove it through a zombie, and then he starts spinning. And then you can just walk around hitting other zombies with him and you get kills. And then slowly all his limbs start falling off. And then eventually you can throw it off. Like they came up with a lot of really cool stuff for all the objects, at least a lot of them. Even like the small details like, hey, here's some guitars. Go pick them up and hit zombies and make guitar sounds. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Also, it's an electric guitar. It's not connected to anything. What are we doing? Why is this making sense? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. One, one of the nice things that I do like about I think it's in two. You can actually like attach drills to the bucket and then just slam them on zombies heads. That's a pretty yep. fun thing. There's some really cool combos in two, even though I have my gripes about that system. All right, from Brian Findlay. Well, never noticed, but Frank looks like he's exploding and half disembodied on the cover. Fun game, though. Definitely got me interested in that new gen when it came out. The concept art and a lot of the art these for like the promotional stuff is so I love looking at it. It's so like it's so different from, I think, this game in a lot of ways because it went through so many iterations and like the story and the universe like tone that it's really interesting to see how they sort of Commashed what they had together by the end and be like, all right, this is how we're going to publish and pr- promote this game. I was going to say, on the cover, Brad is a zombie and he's the only zombie not attacking Frank West. What? What? Yep, he's the, 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 it's the zombie wearing a yellow shirt. That's Brad as a zombie. Oh, uh, okay. I that, never noticed that. They, the, another, like, one of the things that kind of is like the chops he dropped, the psycho, or the survivor who you can't save, who Cletus kills. After that event, he then spawns as a zombie. But if you don't do that, that model won't spawn, which I think is That's pretty cool. cool. I do think it's funny that the, that the person oh, he shoots my God, turns right, into dude. a zombie. Yeah, I think it's pretty iconic. But you're right. That is Brad. Wow. Yeah, it's just Brad. I mean, right, it's, at least it very much looks like Brad. Here's a good story from Jeff Tineau. I have never laughed harder than watching my friend and his brother play this game. The lawnmower, he he played through, found it, and mowed the zombies over, dies. And next playthrough, he's like, I'm just running the door and mowing them child's play then proceeds to be next to the mower and not behind it so he lifts it over his head and starts swinging it like a blunt weapon all he wants to do is put it down but the inputs weren't happening fast enough so he's trashing zombies getting bitten and picking it back up for what seemed like an eternity before he finally gets swarmed and dies stares blankly at the tv and i swear i couldn't breathe i almost peed the bravado the arrogance the frustration noises the failure and that disappointed look on his face makes my sides hurt thinking about it and there's more to this. He said, part two is that my friend's brother trying to score a ton of PP with a reunited couple picture. Couple picture. If you played, you know. Gets to the roof, escorts the lady, find, backs up and says, oh, yeah, this is the perfect position. Let's go. Pulls up the camera and hits the throw button instead of the take picture button. Throws a fucking bookcase at the couple, almost killing both of them. I had been drinking beer, but most of it ended up coming out of my nose. After catching my breath, he turns this point and says, man, I missed my PP. Again, laughter for much longer than a 20-something should have at that comment. That's actually really fucking funny. That is a beautiful, like, classic gaming story. Oh, my God. Yeah, one, the notion that they called this PP and that made it all the way through is just silly even today. Like, I can't. It's hard not to, like, like, (laughs) PP. Two, the way they handled objects that are basically, like, drivable, especially ones that you could pick up, is so jank. Like, the shopping carts, like, God. I don't know what system is like, oh, yeah, if you use it once in its original, like before it's touched, basically, it's fine. 
the second it's moved at all, it's now, oh, you got to pick it up and set it down if you want to use it. And like in the middle of a zombie, it's like, who the fuck is like, yeah, this works. This is perfect. I uh, I 100 percent believe that the only reason why the zombies in the basement have those little like flammable things is to blow up your car so you can't keep driving through them all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. And also like, helps with the it makes it cool because, yeah, those what even I haven't looked at those in a minute. What fuck even are those? Why are there just cylinders of explodable whatever? It's not healing. Whatever. It's America. It's, yeah, America and in, in-game. Oh, this is a game mall. Thank you. We have to have explodable objects. This is how we did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Lucas Lanucci, the one true Dead Rising game, if you ask me. <laughs> Dead Rising 2 comes close but fell short in some areas. 3 oh. is okay, mostly dumb fun. 4 is terrible. Dead Rising yes. 1 strikes that perfect balance of all the elements. I also feel like it's the only one that, that feels fast and satisfying to control, and your camera isn't so zoomed in on your character. I don't know, I could go on about it, but the Dead Ri- but th- it is the Dead Rising to play. Milk, why did you write make a new Facebook account just to post here? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I just I want to make sure there was enough of that uh, mentality. From I, lo- Dev- I love hearing that. It makes me happy. It's like, yeah, there are, I think, a lot of people who felt that way about two and the other ones. And I'm glad that one. A, one of them was in there and your little fan base. We can all relate to. From Devin Lake. I remember that Dead Rising was the game that finally convinced me to get a high-definition TV. I still had a CRT <laughs> TV at the time, and this oh, made no. the text in the game impossible to read fuck i'm old we all it's are sir so real all right and from the uh, giant bomb group let's see from steven kess it sure is a series that the middle games are some of my favorites ever but one in four aren't that great despite some strong qualities oh that's that's a that's a strong opinion okay yeah oh, from alex wilkie this was the game that made me want an xbox 360 all i needed to know was capcom and zombies the most striking memory is how little all the text was on a decently sized crt from thomas williams that tiny ass font <laughs> i think it's just funny that multiple it's people in the infamous. same group were just like fuck this text it's i think it's definitely an age thing of like just if you play this game when it first came out and it wasn't like you know that's it's really hard not to remember that because Xbox 360 was still like, yeah, it's fine, dude. Just play in that red, yellow, and white cord. Don't worry about it. Hey, it uh, is fine as long as you're not playing Dead Rising. As long as you want to read things and half of the games, especially as it went on and on. <laughs> All right. And from Ryan Williams Wogan, Dead Rising was the reason I bought a 360, my whole ass $8 an hour Tim Hortons paycheck when I was 17. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Canadian, sir, because oh. I don't, we don't, we had a Tim Hortons at the Mall of America, not 2006, but it's gone now. <laughs> I hear Tim Hortons amazing. Is that true, Kyle? Tim Hortons is garbage. It's gone down <laughs> total. It's gone down in quality over like the past two decades. Like it's basically just like McDonald's now, and it sucks. Actually, I'm sorry. McDonald's is better than Tim Hortons. Like, Jesus especially Christ. like oh, even, wow. their, even in like their coffee. Like the Tim Hortons coffee, it's like it's gone down so much. It's oh god, the quality. <laughs> now, now I have my question to ask all the Canadians that come on here. <laughs> Uh, Tim Morton's feelings is I'm going, what the fuck? No, it's awful. You're like, yep. But, uh, all right, we can keep moving. Uh, from Dave Heen, uh, love this game. Finished one to three, one to three multiple times on PC with some Wii mod support, of course. Still fun as all get out. With Wii mod support? Interesting. I don't know what that is. Well, I mean, I think it's either it W-E, not W-I-I. Wii mod. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I think Wii like a few mods. Because, oh, yeah. Okay. I think there are definitely some mods. Probably for all of them that could tweak some things to make to fi- things you can fix. There's things like writing you can't fix. From LC Williams, this is an all-time favorite that led to me eventually pick up Dead Rising 2 off the record and Dead Rising 4. The concept of basically getting to play Dawn of the Dead was insanely awesome. The timer was always against me too, so I would often just go into 72-hour mode. 
I could deal with weapon damage. I just wish the control scheme wasn't so clunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not wrong. He says to me at least, but it's clunky. Yeah, I, so, get it. I, I get it. I want to hear. I just want to. I want to hear the first time you move Chuck in two, and then just be like. <laughs> from Jim Price, I prefer the second one, but these are really fun games. From Mike Amari, my wife and I had just started dating when the 360 launched. This game was why she pushed me to get one. Even Aww. though we were saving for a wedding, we love zombie movies, and she Aww. wanted to watch me play this. It's also the reason we got our first HD TV, so the text so was so tiny. I remember being frustrated by it until a buddy of mine basically told me to just let it go and allow missions to fail and not try and not trying to avoid starting over. Once I embraced the gameplay loop, restarting with increased stats to get further in the next run, I started to absolutely love the game. I would revisit it in 2008 and spend the better part of that year trying to get every achievement. It's probably the game I replayed the most. Fun fact, this is built as proof of concept for Mega Man Legends 3. Kejin Fooney built the system specifically for what he would need for Mega Man Legends 3. Never happened! That's what he says, too. The mechanic of dying and restarting being part of the game claim loop comes from another Capcom game, Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. I love the Dead Rising games. Yeah. Never played Dragon Quarter. I own it. Never played it. Weird remark, and I know Milk knows. Kyle, Mike, yeah. do you got, did y'all know that Frank's West Watch is Mega Man brand? I, 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 I was no, just no, I, didn't. I was just reflecting on that. The Capcom yeah. references are beautiful in this yeah, game. When he, yeah, when, he, when, he, when you pick up his watch to look at it, it just, it's just brand Mega Man. Mega yeah, Mega yeah. Man, and then it's like diamond I a, underneath. I want a Mega Man branded watch. They they sell that. They sold that watch like a they decade did. ago. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It was like three hundred dollars. I think oh, <laughs> it was. No. A, it was an actual custom watch. Like it was there a three was penny. One of the main restaurants. Three hundred dollars is not a lot for a watch, by the way. Pretty one of the main restaurants or like shops they have in this game, and it for again like do they have a survivor in it? I think just so because when you go in, it'll pop the shop name up at the bottom, and you can also read it on the map. And they have like all these little things, which is like text and dialogue that are buried. But anyway, uh, one is just <laughs> called Jill's Sandwiches. And, it's, and it also PP stickers isn't on every shop like face, but it's on that one. So it's like, please, please look at our other Capcom reference. We know you'll like it. And it's and this was back in 2006. when I think it was less common. But I do appreciate a lot of the little like the mega internal references and like memed it to death. Yeah, well, I still make fun of it, but it's great. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But even like the like they the stuff at the movie theater, they have stuff that's like clearly Mega Man themed, and like they have like a red proto man sort of stuff. But then they have like their own in universe stuff, like Rat Man. I don't think is a thing anywhere. But no, seeing it, it feels very Capcomy, like ridiculous goofiness. And I I love the ability to like build the world in that way that they did in the environment. Okay. And from Chris Conturia, that game kicked my ass until I learned about the small chainsaw plus comic mm-hmm. book combos. Basically, infinite stamina for the chainsaw. It was a game changer. From Harry Hernandez, I loved the first two games. They were incredibly innovative back then. From Alex Van Randen, this is the best zombie game of all time. At least that's how I remember it. That's fair. From Joe Johnson, this game is also the game that led me to buy a 360. I hadn't owned any game system since the early PS2 days. From Nick Turner, Mike Amari has it right. To get the most out of this game, you need to embrace the loop of picking something new to try, letting shit slide, die, and start over stronger, which I could not do because I would not let it happen. <laughs> From David Wright, I remember hating the combat controls, especially when using a gun. Me too. When I first picked up a gun, I was like, this is miserable. And I almost died fighting Carlito the first time. It's very OG RE4, RE5. Yes, but it's like you're playing as Leon and they're playing as Chris and RE5. Yeah. And they're running around shooting you as fast and you can even like pull out your gun. Like no, no, no. Re six, re five. Crystal is stationary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. Right from Kale McKee. 
I can't overstate how much I love this game. It was my first experience at any game doing multiple playthroughs to see everything, spending time in forums to learn new secrets and strategies, seeing that many zombies on screen felt so surreal, learning every store in the mall like the back of my hand made it feel like such a fun playground to just run around and not sure why the first one hit so hard. I like the rest of them, but Dead Rising 1 might be one of my favorite gaming experiences. Same. <laughs> All right. And from also from Mike Amari. So I'm looking through your backlog, and Spotify goes as far back as Mega Man 5, Mini 12. Is there anywhere I can find your older episodes? Podbean, sir. Everything is on Podbean, which I will be sending you a link to in this Facebook comment. Well, I'm reading this. Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> from Greg Dariano. There's nothing quite like it. To this day, I only really got around to after the re-releases and 60 frames per second is the way to play it. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. Like, it's I've played it so long like that, I forget that element sometimes. And, like, I think this game is, if you change it to 30, it's stuttery in a weird way that isn't accurate for how it was even back then. But it's rough. I didn't have any issues with the graphics or anything or glitches or anything like that. This game, to my memory, especially you mentioned glitches, I think relative to the time, I think it's less. I think it was less common back then to have okay. a game be really buggy. Thankfully, but this game, I think it was pretty solid. I know I don't. I can't remember encountering any that was like, oh yeah, this one time I fell through the floor and blah blah blah. Okay. Oh, and I have a code to give away before we go on to our last segment. Uh, for Monaco, this is a Steam code. I do not know what Monaco is. I feel like we've talked about it at some point though. All right, the code is zero K V two W two eight eight six M J five P B Z, and that is a Steam code for Monaco. That's M O N A C O, right, Mike? M O N A C O, yes. Yeah, we talked about that last time I was on here. It's the uh, game Which, that's kind of like a top-down uh, payday heist thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it's it's a really neat little indie game that has like amazing reviews. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost this. You, you're talking about an episode that comes out in November. Like we already did it. My God, that, that'd be <gasps> weird. What? Yeah. Huh? I would never do things like that. No, I, I'm actually sorry. I, I said that wrong. I'm foretelling that it's going to happen because I am a future person. I just like the I I just love the joke of pine, time paradox from Metal Gear Solid Three when you oh, kill time. when you kill Ocelot. They're like you're creating a time paradox. God. That's what comes to my head every single time. It's funny, but then I think about Metal Gear Solid too much. My head starts getting woozy. It's like, well, that's that's too much. <laughs> Don't even. I love that game. Oh. All right, and I think we should go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Kyle, why don't you go first? Okay, uh, I would put this on my shelf. This game is flaws, but damn it, I still love a lot of it. Uh, I think the gameplay is really weirdly satisfying, and like. For all the things I don't like in its gameplay, I, I don't know. It's just, it's still fun and satisfying. It just still scratches that itch for me. Yeah, this is definitely going on my shelf. All right. And Mr. Joseph. Yes, please call me Joe. Uh, <laughs> I will also reference that forever. This is also going on the shelf for me. I know a lot of stuff that bothers you, Mike, which is all, it's, it's also never an issue. I never judge anyone for having mechanics they hate in a game. It's completely understandable, especially with this one. But uh, the the breakable weapons in this, I don't mind. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Breath of the Wild anyways. And a lot of the same thing is as long as you don't let anything bother you, I, I never mind seeing like the, oh, three survivors just died. Uh, whatever. Oh, my God. She just got her face bitten off. Oh, that that's their fault. You know, so I don't mind picking this up every once in a while. Even though I didn't beat it, I might actually, like, beat this. Try attempt to get... I think I needed, like, eight more Wasp Queens to beat this. So I'll probably do that real quick and at least have it marked off that I beat it on my Steam. 
You should. I mean, it's it's short, but just run through the run through the stuff. The final boss is not that bad. Just yeah, it's worth doing. The ending cutscene is also. I don't know. There's something about seeing Frank just scream into the sky. It feels iconic in a way that's like. Tank. Yeah, it just is, it feels like the most almost out of place in this whole context. I'm like, what? Even we just needed to end this, didn't we? He just that's, just started screaming. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Frank. I how to get out of there? I don't know. But yeah, that's we don't don't, don't we just don't ask questions anymore. It's okay, it's never, it's never answered, so it's okay. <laughs> I guess they drove the tank out. It's very uh, Sergeant Johnson Halo of like Frank. How'd you get out of that quarry? And he'd be like, "It's classified. Get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and, and milk. What about you? I don't know. I just I go. Yeah, it's on the shelf. Who would have thought? I feel a little bad. I think for this episode in particular, I feel like I've kind of gotten better at being like, "Oh, really? Chill out." But this game is one I can't. Oh no, you're fine. Get it's passionate about. Part I of could. the sh- sorry to interrupt. Part of the show oh. is getting people who love a game to talk about that game they love. And like, if it wasn't for you, you wouldn't, I I experienced more of this game because of watching your streams before playing this game, which is the right way to do it, that I was able to get more invested and come at this game with a little bit less fear. Not, 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 not a less fear enough to start at level one, but less fear to actually play through the game and beat it. Me staring at Frank. A naked on a rooftop because I got abducted by cultists wearing nothing but a horse hat. I like that they don't take your <laughs> they don't take your hat. And I think it's because they register the hat as like hair essentially. So it's like oh we can't remove that. So it's just like oh yeah leave the horse hat. We're gonna murder. We're gonna execute him. Cult style horse hat. But yeah, I just really I would be on this podcast for important to make sure like you know everyone gets to talk and I try you know not to Mike Hogg and it's a classic you know podcast like faux pas. But this game it's so hard. I I love it so much and I know it's not for everybody. And it's it's something else, but it would be the first game. If I could only have one game on a shelf, it's probably Dead Rising. I own Dead Rising Xbox 360 for the European release because I took a trip to Europe about a year ago and I was in a game shop. and I was like, oh, they got it. I'm taking it home. <laughs> like, hey, I get that. If I go to Japan, the one souvenir that I know I will buy and bring back with me will be a copy of Chrono Trigger if I can if I can do it. My wife will look at me like I'm crazy. No, but I will so do it. Beautiful to have that. I think I also have a Japanese copy of Dead Rising. <laughs> and there's so many, like, that's, I think something that's hard, like, little small soapbox. They have a, like, and when a game comes out in Japan, especially back then, there's all these, like, limited edition things. Like, you know, that you, but it's easier to find in Japan than it would be here, but it's so hard. Like, I would love to have the official album. I would love to have, um, usually, or at least with games popping up, they're at least, like, a, uh, a sort of, like, almost visual detailing book that has like a lot of bonus lore and like stuff on the sides and director commentary this game does have one i would love to have that even though i can't read japanese uh fully but it's just you it's, just gotta go find a book at the library you pick with the book and you're good to go i like yeah having a hyper fixation about this game it has a place in my heart that if i ever lost all my memory in this game i don't think i'd feel like the same person anymore so thank you mike for <laughs> unfortunately unintentionally me wearing you down to have this little place to just gush about this oh, no, special. It's it's, I, no, now that it's, there's, it's really just like I'm the I'm the I, I've been opening up to letting people like putting more stuff on since it, I used to have more. I had co-hosts that were on every episode, and now it's just me. It does the picks. I purposely try to put other people's stuff on, so that way it's not just games that I like or games that I want to play. I'm also surprised how many comments you got. Like I would not have guessed that many. So I hope this episode does well, just to like hear people. Just me to shit. play too. No, not that. <laughs> we, only, only, only because then I know what happens after, and that is the fate I don't want. That's the worst timeline, I think. But yeah. just, 
can talk about it. If you too wish to bully Mike into playing things, please join <laughs> us on our Discord where we all tell yes. Mike to to play and watch stuff, and he goes, <sighs> "Okay." Yeah, pretty much. And then he ends up on the show. There, you'll see a link in the show notes. I fixed it, but please join our Discord. Please join our Discord. I need more people to talk with. <laughs> Please join our Discord and join Joe's Anime Corner, where you can hear my shit hot takes about anime. Hey, do you like Marvel Snap? Not as much as this guy on here. There's a whole subcategory on that Discord. You can go talk about that for just hours and hours. It's only really post Marvel Snap in there. I only hope that speaking of the Discord, everyone appreciated my christening of the Star Wars uh, channel. With the, I'm sorry, but like anyone ever brings up Star Wars, I have to bring up the Arrested Development joke. You're all good. I am a lover of Star Wars more, well, way too much lately. But all right, and for we, I say the best for last. I say the most positive take about this game for the last. I'm 100 percent kidding. This game's going in the box. <laughs> so no, don't cry. I mean, this is not a bad game. This is, but I never had a game take all the things that I don't like about a game, put them together, That's and fair. and make a game that is so not Mike before I'm, my life and. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna judge you, but I completely understand completely. When you said that list on yeah. on the on the on the messenger, I was like, oh, okay, now this makes a lot of sense. Yes, <laughs> it just was a lot of things that I like. I knew I didn't like time limits. I knew I didn't like breakable weapons. And again, the breakable weapons are are not a big deal on this. But as I was playing it, I learned I don't like being surrounded in, by hordes. I don't like. You know, feeling so weak and defenseless as I did at times. There were just so many different things in this game that made me feel uneasy and uncomfortable. The lack of checkpoints, because 2006, they decided they didn't need it for this game. I mean, a little thing, or yes, I can save different save slots, but I'm like, I don't want to be scared that I'm saving at the wrong time. And I was also thinking if I played this game legit the way that, you know, you're supposed to level one and saving survivors to get experience, like, I didn't, it just, it made me too uneasy, and it, I have, this is the first game on the podcast where I felt very, very, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I'm just gonna have to watch a YouTube video because I just can't play it, and then when I found that level 50 save, it let me experience the game in my own way, and I had fun. Like, I didn't have a bad time. I was annoyed at times, sure, but I, I had a good time, but still yeah. going to the box, I've never playing this game again in my life so uh, i think having my side of it and really emphasize also kind of what i was touching earlier like i'm glad you got to experience this game period i don't care if it was yeah, 50 I, it, it'd be wild same. to be like oh like i think there are elements of it that i'm i think it's sad when you're talking about a game it's like oh well, i didn't rescue a single survivor it's like i rescued a few i know you did but like if you had said that to me i would have not been like well mike you didn't play the real experience but it's an interesting because like when we talk about these games it's like i try to really get into every little detail of like what is there to like reflect on it and so i'm glad you got to and i it's you know it makes me happy that you can't just sit there and go yeah i played it and it's in the box and i'm like my heart breaks but i'm also very happy that you just played it and you have oh, a feeling yeah, I, about it it felt good to finally knock off something that's been on my list to play since 2006 when i first saw it i bought this game years ago for 10 or 15 dollars at gamestop with the intent to play it like, I have been wanting to play this game for years, but I was always nervous. Like, I started it back in the day on my 360 at, like, let's say 2010, 2011, when I was an achievement whore. I started it. I played a little bit. I died, did the opening a few different times just to level up, and I was just like, I'll get back to this. And I wasn't. I never did. I had no interest to it. The game just was too much for me because of the time limit, because of the fact that, like, you know, what if I forget to say? What if I'm getting caught up doing things? and all of a sudden, I lose two hours of gameplay. And that 
bothers me a lot as a gamer. It's not a thing that I'm okay with. So yeah, but no, I'm, I'm glad I experienced it. I was glad I was able to be level 50 because the stress was not there. And the Z Saber is fucking wonderful. And without amount of trouble I had with this game, I can't imagine playing this game without the Z Saber and the Mega Buster. Because when bosses came, I Mega Buster and then it was over with. The Z Saber having the blue chainsaw, I think, is enough of a suitable thing. And I'd say even better in terms of how it like swings, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, There's not really a great equivalent for a ranged weapon. Not even like like the shotguns are fine. But as I found playing on this time, I actually killed two survivors because the spread was just so wide and it goes through certain objects that I killed them. But like, yeah, not having the Mega Buster is why it's like if someone's like, oh, I kind of play this game. I'd be like, hey, if you got time and you like just like let's do a podcast, go drive around the tunnels for just three days and get that good. Because then the only reason I didn't do that is because the fear of having to stop, save and go back to do it again, like, you know, every just savory so often. If I would have had safe states and I could be like, okay, I'll make a couple of runs, save state, and I wouldn't have been so scared. Because running through zombies, like, best when I first started this game, I'm like, that is a terrifying event. And I saw those tunnels. You uh, reminded me I should save because I've been sitting on a rooftop for like a day and a half in game. And I was like, oh, yeah, if my game just crashed, I'd have to run this again. Just let it mm-hmm. idle. There's there's nothing quite like a torture. Last little comment of Infinity Mode when you're like, you know, oh, I need to play this game to get that achievement. If it's like, hey, your health's going to slowly dwindle at a speed that's really annoyingly slow to a point where it's like, oh, if you don't like come back in time, you could just die. And then it's like, you think that's you like it's totally valid missing a few days and losing out. Imagine trying to get 70 survivor and you're six days in and you die and it's the Xbox 360 and you don't want it to overheat. It was horrifyingly uh, brutal for a little. I saw my milk. friend try to do the five. Day. He didn't care about the seven day because he just yeah, wanted, you know, you only get a pair of boxers, which is a it's a Ghosts and goblins reference, which is cool. But it's so stupid. It is. Yeah, it's not worth it. Like if you're already a five day, it's like I think that's the point when you're like, hey, should I do this? And you're like, no, and it's like, cool. Just leave it. Yeah, never he never made it again. to five day. He he just kept dying. <sighs> It's it's surprisingly brutal because you don't have anything. You don't even have the sword. All you have you can get the a, a chainsaw from Adam on like the second day, and then you can get you can go get the books. But like it's so brutal. It's it is really hard. Yeah, it. it I saw it. I I was watching this. I watched some videos before this just to kind of get me like to see what because again my original idea to play this game was to really just watch videos because I was just too scared to actually play it. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up playing it, beating it. But <laughs> at least my way. But yeah, that that's the rising. <laughs> all right that's all right and let's talk and i should mention what we talk about next week next week you can hear me talk about fear 2 who's the next game on the show we did fear 1 last year and now we're doing fear 2 because i want to compose that <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all you need that's enough yeah I, it's yeah so yeah you can hear all about that next week here fear 2 and milk where can people find you at currently for hopefully about like three more weeks you could find me at Twitch, if you for somehow through my crazed milk ramblings, love want to hear more about this or any other game, Twitch slash Space Milk Carton. So uh, probably by the time you're hearing this, actually, it'll be switched to Space Milk Cutie. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm Space Milk Cutie. I'm a little cute milk, playing games, talking about, don't know what I'm doing next, but it might just be more Dead Rising if I feel up to it and just like want more of this in my veins, because I always do. All right. And Kyle, where will find you at? Well, you can find me at on a blue sky at chibiufo.social.bluesky. You can find me there. I post just random musings on uh, screen caps of things I'm watching and just random thoughts and my opinions on stuff. Just you know, all those sorts of little musings. And you can also find me on Twitter on a 
at uh, UFO underscore Canada. You can find me on there as well, just doing the same thing as a police guy, just you know, posting my musings and such. You can also find me on uh, Instagram if you care about random pictures of stuff, uh, video games, and just uh, the average life of a transgender nerd who just, uh, you know, in their 30s, being, uh, just, you know, living life. But yeah, you can find me on those uh, different little platforms. You can also, if you are interested in, in uh, film stuff, you can find uh, my letterbox at uh, Kyle F on 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 Letterboxd. Uh, you can tell it's me because I'm wearing a baseball hat, a well, a cap, excuse me, a baseball cap and a uh, mask, a blue mask, a face mask. Anyways, yeah, find my uh, reviews of various films on Letterboxd as well. But yeah, you can find me on all those platforms. All right, great. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find. Over 500 others that I told the guy earlier on Podbean. Everything is on Podbean. Just go to our Podbean website, search Games My Mom Found Podbean. You'll find it immediately. I guarantee it. Because <laughs> I've done it. And you can search everything we've done on that page. Type in anything you want Star Wars, Batman, Dead Rising. You'll find this. And who knows? Maybe there'll be other depending on when you listen to this, how many years pass. But you'll find <laughs> everything that we've done on there. We do lots of movies, comics, TV seasons, whatever people ask me to do and are convince me to. So that's how that works. So definitely go check that out. As I mentioned earlier, we have a Discord. Please join our Discord. You can chat with us. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon for those dogs. You can vote in our Patreon polls. We Right now we have a horror poll, which is... I do not remember. Oh, here it is. Hereditary, The Witch, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or the ex- and the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. So you can choose what movie we're going to cover. I do a poll every month so you can support the show for a little dollar. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasfury. You'll see a link to all her stuff in the show notes and her link tree. And she's on TikTok, Twitch. She does a bunch of different stuff, but go definitely check her out. Uh, want to also shout out my buddy Bill Tucker to his own podcast years ago now. A gamer looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. He's busy talking about Earthbound for a month, which he wasn't expecting. But go check him out. And if you want, and if you do want to follow us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, audio only. We are on Threads, which nobody really uses, I don't think. <laughs> which they tried. And I'm on Blue Sky finally. So please follow me on Blue Sky. Somebody sent me an invite right after I recorded the last episode where I bitched about not having an invite. <laughs> I got an invite. <laughs> Oh, the real thing. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I could have just given you. I have like oh. three saved invites. I could have given you one. I'm sorry. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> I didn't. Add, I just somebody had commented once, like, "Hey, what do you want an invite?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then it took them a day or get back to me. I'm like, "Oh, cool." So now oh, I'm blue sky. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, you're fine. I didn't. I, I didn't ask on Facebook. <laughs> I was just complaining to myself. But I'm. Uh, yeah, we're on blue sky now, so you can see the podcast. And I, by the time you hear this, I should be back to posting stuff. I haven't posted shit this week because I'm in Boston, so I'm not posting. <laughs> I'm too damn busy, but I'm still recording because I'm crazy. So you can go check out everything we do. Yeah, I think that's everything. I, that's everything I need to say. We will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you, everybody.